You're listening to Video Monsters, a weekly podcast. Uh, well, uh, mostly weekly. Sometimes more, sometimes less. <sighs> All right, fine. A mostly weekly podcast of Creatures Talking Features with your hosts, Nathan Simmons and Eric Harris. Video Monsters is brought to you by the Chattanooga Film Festival and Central Cinema in Knoxville, Tennessee. Follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or online at chatfilmfest.org and centralcinema865.com. And links for each of these can also be found on our pages, so be sure to follow us at Video Monster Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Hello and welcome to Video Monsters, where we take movies seriously, just not ourselves. I'm Nathan, and Eric is not able to be here tonight, but I'm joined once again by Adam. Say hello, Adam. Greetings and salutations, Nathan. Hi. Hello. That, how you doing? Uh, you know, I, I've, I've been all right. I've been all right. That's, that's good. Yes. Yeah. yeah so Children, uh, uh, ear infections. Dude. But I am okay, except for the sleep. Yes. <laughs> Dude, kids, kids are simultaneously the best and the worst. Yes. Uh, as anyone who listened to our last episode that we did, um, can, <laughs> she was probably had an ear infection then too. Well, I, if if you remember, I had to like stop midway through uh, yes. to go rock Neil to sleep, yes. and so we ended the episode with uh, yes. with Neil yes. guesting because because kids, you know. Yes, I will say kids. Kids make life. They they bring life to the fullest element of what that is. And the extremes in every way you could think of an extreme could go. Yeah. And like you, you don't realize how much you miss sleep. Mm-hmm. And so they're asleep and you're like, I must sleep and clean. Yeah. And like take care. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. We're not complaining, by the way. No, 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 no. Not at all. <laughs> this is fatherly love. Yeah. That's uh, right. However, it is also very relevant because we're doing another Conjuration episode. Yay! Because we just did one like two months ago. Maybe, depending on when it got put out. <laughs> well, one of the questions that we're going to be talking about tonight is very specifically related to Christmas. Mm. So this one has to come out before Christmas. Ah, yes. Sorry, I didn't mean to assume this wouldn't happen. <laughs> well, no, no, because last time, uh, because again, kids, yes, wasn't able to get our coverage out close enough to the end of Conjuration. So we did a like uh, Conjuration 2019 promo episode, yeah. and now that's only been I don't know three weeks since yes. Conjuration. Yeah, Man, has it only yeah. been like three weeks? Oh, I feel like it's been yeah. like three months. Wow. Oh yeah. So how was Conjuration? It was awesome. Yeah. 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 Full so stop. what did they? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what um, I know every year there's like it's great and all around, but every year it seems like there's something that was big that was out of the ordinary that really stood out what was what was like the thing this year i think that um well so we were only able to make it down there for a single day trip and um you weren't able to make it that's again, true that's which true. is unfortunate again, yes but again kids mm-hmm. um yeah so we were only down there for the day trip so we didn't have a chance to like go to everything or you know like really get a feel for conjuration and then do some of the podcasting it was more of a all right let's get down here let's get a quick sense of how things are going get some interviews um you know buy some stuff in the vendor room and then hit the road again so unfortunately it was another quick trip but that being said um it was at the same hotel that it was at last year, which is different from what it had been the years prior. 
And this hotel has like just a really, really big, uh, like just open space between the vendor room and the great hall and some of the other uh, rooms where they're doing some of the, uh, the panels. And so just having that open space, they made, I think, a much better use of it this time. Great. To where they had, um, you know, like some like dinosaur and dragon. I don't know if they were just like, um, like, like puppets or, or what, but you know, it's not, it's not full size, but you know, like six foot tall dragons and stuff. Um, so like they were just kind of there as a, Hey, this is cool. Don't touch it. Yeah. But then like they had, um, like more music going on there in just that open space. And so it felt more like just an open gap, an open gathering area where people were actually gathering and like at one point there was a that tap dance troupe did that out in that open area and like neil was just having a ball just clapping along just like yeah yeah oh that's great so so like it had you didn't have to stray too far to be a part of the con and i i think that that was probably what stood out to me as like you know the biggest thing this year is i didn't feel like i was not a part of the action. Like I didn't feel like I was missing anything, mm-hmm. even though the vast majority of the time that I was there, I basically spent it in the vendor room and just there in that little open space. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I like, I think that that says a lot because even though, you know, we've talked plenty about how much we love conjuration in years past, it was kind of easy to feel like you were out of what was going on. Yeah. Cause like there were stuff happening in those very specific rooms. And if you stray too far from it, you were just kind of like, Wait, so where are there things? Mm-hmm. This uh, this time, just wherever you were, it felt like you were just there immersed in it. I see. And I mean, that, that's one of the things that is just always so great about Conjuration. Like, that is the closest that I will probably ever be to going to Hogwarts since, you know, like actual witchcraft and wizardry doesn't exist. <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> that we know of. Yes. And, you know, yeah, sure, we can go to, like, the Warner Brothers lot and, like, see the locations or, you know, like, go to um, go to some theme parks and, and be a part of it. But all of that stuff, like, if you just go to a set, it's kind of like, hey, here's a set. Moving on. Like, it, you're mm-hmm. not immersed in it. Yeah. And if you go to a theme park, you might get, like, a snippet of like trying to be super immersed in a very specific thing mm-hmm. that as soon as you walk out the door, it's like, here is not that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Conjuration. Like you just feel like you're in that atmosphere of, of Hogwarts and just the wizarding world. And yeah. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, that, that was probably the thing that stood out the most to me this year is again, just that open space. You don't feel like you're missing out on anything. Cause again, they had the music out there. They had tap dancing out there. They had just tons of stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Yeah, yeah I, I really want to see the new location. It it's, it's kills me that I've missed it now twice. But uh, is it? it lo- I'm imagining it looks like there's obvious signs of growth. Like it is, it is getting larger and larger. Yeah, and that's one of the other things. Is oh, <laughs> apparently I have an alarm. Set. Oh, it's time for me to take out the trash, everyone. <laughs> and yes, I do have a coin sound for my uh, to remind me to do like real adult things. <laughs> Because obviously, you know, getting coins from blocks in video games. Yes, I need it. The closest thing to a real adult thing. I need a sidebar for a second. I downloaded this app. This was years ago, and it's called Quest. Uh And so you have a character, and as you complete real life tasks and you swipe them, you get a jewel which gives you experience points. Sure. As you 
level up in your quest app, you unlock new things for your character to wear. So, sure. Yes. So it's all like video pants. game themed. Yeah, exactly. Pants. Uh, yeah. The <laughs> pants are always good. I recently graduated from being an elven archer to a, a wizard with a sweet mage staff. Sure. Yes. So, uh, you know, so that so that's that's what that is. I, I wish that I could make fun of you having an app that turns real life into a video game. Uh huh. Were it not for the fact that we are literally surrounded by board games yes. and a great yes. many of them are are like such menial tasks like i have one that's factory manager where the entirety of the game is like being a middle manager managing a factory you made jokes uh prior to us actually starting the podcast about uh the emotep game which you referred to as i'm hot ep (laughs) yes because i mean that's what it says (laughs) it's totally what it says that and that's about like building things so yeah you uh escape from real life by turning real life into a video game i escape from real life by playing real life things in game form sure yeah (laughs) Yes. You know, nerds are weird. They are. (laughs) And everyone is weird in their own special way. (laughs) And by nerds, obviously, I mean us. Yes. Um, Yes. So conjuration. Yeah. uh, That was the other thing in terms of like it growing. It doesn't like it doesn't feel like it's getting too big for too big for its britches. Mm. Like it very much feels like there's a lot of people here. That's all. Like, it doesn't feel overcrowded. Uh, I never had, like, a hard time actually getting to anything. It was just, like, there, there's a lot of people here. Yep. That's not taken away from the experience at all. So, no, that, that was great. You you kind of need, I mean, you need a good amount of people to feel like you're enveloped in the environment. You know, yeah. if you were in a big location and it was very sporadic, like, you know, I've been to a, another con in the past where it's a very large room and there's not a lot of people and it just feels like a wasteland. And, you know, if you were going for a futuristic, you know, uh, dystopian, well, yeah, sure, that works. But most <laughs> oh cons are going for that. I would love for there to be like a futuristic dystopian con where the entire thing is just to make you feel miserable. <laughs> I think you're on to something. There would be a market for that. <laughs> that. The but but not like not like all hunger games like yeah i'm gonna go save the world and not not as bleak as handmaid's tale yeah but you know like a uh if you buy something from a vendor Mm. someone instantly runs by takes it from you and smashes it in front of your face i see because you know like shiny things are verboten oh sure like that (laughs) the the doomsayer tavern keeper who sells hot dogs oh man <clears throat> yeah. I I want that to be yeah. a real thing. <laughs> I, you know, there's there's only money stopping you. That's, <laughs> That's that, that can that be is, an obstacle. That is a very big yes. thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, I would love to watch people pay to attend this. <sighs> yeah. I mean, people but, pay to the soup Nazi like that, that <laughs> to be verbally assaulted by somebody. So why not? I mean, if con? it's if it's an immersive enough experience, yeah, sure, sure. That. That would be an amazing con to go to. It, if Immersive that con- dystopian con. Yes. If that exists, um, we, we need to cover it because that just sounds amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. What were we talking about? Uh, oh, uh, right. The immersive experience. Yes. So uh, speaking of immersive experience, my one-year-old son got to meet an owl. An owl? An owl. Like a bird larger than he is. Oh, what did he think? He thought that it was adorable. He went, ooh, ooh. 
<laughs> oh, did he really? Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, his version of it. Uh, sure, sure. Yeah, because yes. Neil totally knows what owls say. Yeah. But yeah, he got to meet a, just a giant owl. He got to pet an owl. Oh, man. Yeah. What kind of owl was it? Do you know? Brown. Okay. Okay. Like it was the color brown or it was a brown owl? It was the color brown. Okay. I don't know what kind. <laughs> I don't know if that's even a breed. No, like there, I'm pretty sure, is pretty sure there's, there's a barn owl. There's a barn owl. There's like a tawny. I don't know. Yeah, it, I don't know. It was the color brown. <laughs> We're digressing into owl species. My fault. Sorry. That That is what we do. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. So it was a, it was a blast and you need to go next year. Yes, I do. Yes. I do. And I need to bring my family. Yes. Yes. It, it would be lots of fun. Yes. Uh, is it, it's still in a hotel or is it at a conference center? It's, it's still in, still in a hotel. Okay. Yeah. Makes and it easy. Yeah. Especially because, you know, then you can just like stay there. Like you can just walk upstairs to your room, Yeah. but they, they do sell out quick. So, yeah. you know, it, if you miss this year, start planning for next year. Yes. Like now get your tickets now your passes now they like they actually do start going on sale relatively early i seem to remember last year like january or february i think wow they started posting with like all right we're like we're already planning let's let's get this moving oh i think i think that makes perfect sense and especially if there's limited capacity yeah and i mean by limited there's there's plenty of people who can go but you know there is a limit a theoretical limit to this place right because you know hotels only have a certain number of rooms absolutely yeah and you know if you can stay in the hotel and attend in the hotel that is the best Uh, because i've we've done both you know we've stayed we've gone to a con where we've had to stay somewhere else and go in and it's still great the con's still great but there's something just wonderful about being able to go downstairs in the elevator and just go yeah especially because like when you're not staying at the con hotel you have to decide am i done for the night like Mm -hmm. is this the point where i leave because as soon as you get in the car you're not coming back yes in part because you know parking no but also like once you start driving back to the hotel you're just like yeah that was fun but now that i'm away from the energy i just want some food i just want to like watch some tv like Mm -hmm. it's very easy to get out of that con mindset yeah whereas if you're in the con hotel and Mm -hmm. you're just like gonna go downstairs and i don't i don't know just like get some ice or something you're like oh hey wizards yes i'm in my pajamas i'm a pajama wizard (laughs) exactly (laughs) i mean the and then all the stuff they do at night you know like i didn't attend the uh burlesque wizard romper or whatever it was but the uh the musical ball that they had the last one i went to it was the 20s themed Uh, it was just it was amazing. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm a, you know, they call me Grandpa Collins because I go to bed so early. <laughs> and so, so. You've already started yawning yeah, since exactly. we've been recording. So when I'm able to just go down and then go back up, you know, Grandpa Collins still can get his sleep, but attend a night event. Right. Yeah. yeah it's, it, it is definitely worth going to. Yes. And again, like I've been every single year since the con started and I still love it. it it's not like a. Uh, it's time to go to conjuration. It's like, mm. oh man, it's like the week before Thanksgiving. Am I going to be able to make this happen? I got to make this happen. Yeah, yeah. Got, I got to, right? Yeah. Yeah. I got, got to be there. So yeah. yeah, even with having been five years, six years, however mm. many years in a row yeah. this is now. Oh yeah. It It is. I, I think that I mentioned this earlier. It doesn't feel stale. I mm. might've mentioned this before we started recording. Like it doesn't feel like it's just the same thing over and over and over again. It's like that excitement of going back and seeing an old friend that you haven't seen in a year yeah. to where even things that like, yeah, a lot of the vendors are the same vendors that they have each year, 
But, you know, sometimes that just means that, oh, the thing that I missed out on last year that I kept kicking myself about, I can get this year. Or, yeah. you know, they they don't really repeat panels. They're actually really good about making sure that the panels uh, are varied from year to year. But, I mean, obviously, they're all going to have a lot of similar themes. So, yeah, even with there being a lot of stuff where it's just like, it's kind of the same thing as last year. It's more of like, oh, yay, more of this awesome thing from last year. So, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it and it's changed a little bit over the year. I remember the first year they worked on getting Harry Potter celebrities, and it seems like they've kind of backed off that in favor of more just wizard rock panels, that sort of thing. And so I think they found where they feel like they belong. And I mean, it's 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 just a great experience every year. So yeah, yeah. if you've yeah, never been, you need to go. Yeah, it's not so much like trying to like, oh, what star power can we can we bring in, and more of just like what's going to give the best experience. Yeah, if that means getting someone from the movies then cool that's that's what's going to happen but if it's just like all right we can bring this one person down and they'll do like a panel and then leave or we can bring in like these six wizard rock bands and like do a mega concert you know what people are probably going to have more fun with that so yeah yeah, they, they absolutely focus on the overall experience yeah yeah so it's great so speaking of more of the same with a slight variation from year to year, um, even though you weren't there, I was able to talk to a few people. Yeah. Some of them are people I've talked to before, but whatever. They're a lot of fun to talk to. And then plus, again, especially with only having like a single day trip, it's really hard to do the whole like, all right, let me get a scope of things, figure out which people are going to be uh, the types of people to give really good responses. Sometimes it's just like, oh, crap, I've only talked to like two people. I need to get another d- interview in. You there. We've talked before. Come mm-hmm. here. Yes. So there, there was a little bit of that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> this year asked three questions. Okay. And you know how, like, ever since we've been doing the the podcast rather than the uh, the video coverage, mm-hmm. like, I try to find some theme, like, something where it's not just some random questions, mm-hmm. but, like, an actual, like, all right, this is relevant to blah. Yeah. This year, the theme was a little bit narcissistic in <laughs> that it was uh, all revolving around the fact that the podcast very recently went through some rebranding where we changed from the Gargoyle podcast mm-hmm. to Video Monsters. I, I see. Yeah. Yeah. And and you did that because the short version is because it took like eight steps to explain to someone what the podcast was. Ah, there was the oh, I do a podcast. That's cool. What's it called? The Gargoyle, huh? Uh. The it's a Gargoyle because it's a gargoyle wearing an argyle sweater. Yeah, yeah, oh, sure, ha! Sure. That's awesome. Puns yeah. are great. Uh huh. Yes. So, what kind of podcast is it? It's a movie podcast. Oh, that's cool. What kind of movies do you cover? mostly horror movies but it's not exclusively a horror movie uh-huh. podcast we yeah. also you know cover conjuration at least once a year mm-hmm. what's conjuration what's that it's fantasy it's like oh okay so like it was just a very long process say, yes. to get to like we are a movie podcast but not exclusively movies and okay. even our conjuration it's still you know yeah. movie adjacent yeah. yeah with a very strong leaning towards horror sure just my be, least favorite but yes your least favorite but especially with my background in psych yes. there's so much to discuss oh, there yes. and oh, yeah. i love it you know and it's not my podcast so there you go <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like then there is still the room to talk about like the super mario brothers movies yeah. movie <laughs> oh, man. and uh, was jurassic park oh, and man. so so yeah like trying to just come up with a name that was a little bit more direct a mm-hmm. little bit more focused uh, we kept the monsters because, like, I am still the gargoyle in mm-hmm. the um, 
in, in the logo, like I'm still there with her okay. all yeah. gargoyle-ish wearing my Argyle sweater. Yes. And Eric is still a Chimerican. Okay. <laughs> yes, sure. And, and if you've not had a chance to see the logo yet, it's pretty great because uh, like the theme that we're going for is like an old school, like 80s video store. Because I mean, like, can't you imagine if you were back in the 80s? Like the local video store being run by, you know, those video nerds being called video monsters. Oh, yes. Like, yeah, I'm going to run down to video monsters and Mm -hmm. pick up my movies for the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great name. You should do that. That, Again, with all the money you don't have. Well, you mean like an actual store? Oh, yeah. I don't have the money. I obviously have the stock. You do have stock. That's pretty impressive. These are two rows deep, by the way. Oh, God. I wish we had visuals for this podcast because you truly can't understand until you've seen. Yeah. The thousands of movies. Yes. Yep. Anywho. uh, Yeah. So, like, we're going for, like, that 80s video store feel. And so the logo is me and Eric, like, standing behind a video store counter. And Eric's, like, wrestling with the, uh, the VCR because there's a tentacle monster coming out of the TV. So <laughs> it is very much us, especially because I'm giving him a look of just like, dude, stop pissing off the VCR. Uh-huh. It's okay. uh, okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Oh, man. So <clears throat> with going through this recent rebranding, the uh, the questions that I asked were uh, if you could rebrand, quote unquote, rebrand any fantasy property. What would it be and how would it be rebranded? Mm-hmm. This is probably the most vague and open question that I've ever asked on the podcast because it could be anything. It could be like uh, the movies, there were some movies made and I would redo them. So like uh-huh. the example that I used uh, during the interviews was I would redo the Hobbit movies mm. because they weren't great. They I weren't see. bad, yeah. but just like, God, I love the Lord of the Rings trilogy mm-hmm. and the Hobbit movies also exist and yes. so like i would want to redo them to where i had that same excitement and energy i see because like the first hobbit movie i went in with that energy yeah and i was like this has been three hours of watching cgi running mm-hmm. and so the next one was like i mean yeah i'm gonna watch it but all right fine so like you know that yeah. that was the example yeah, yeah. that i would yeah. use uh so it can be redoing movies that already exist it could be turning a book series that is not yet a movie into a movie. Mm. It could be making a video game version of whatever it could be. So like basically what is a thing that exists that you kind of wish existed in a different form? Mm, I see. The next question that I asked was again, since part of the, uh, part of the rebranding is going for like that eighties video store feel. Um, if you could set a fantasy property in a different time period, and the example that I kept using is like Mary Poppins in the future. Uh-huh. So like mm. like Space Poppins. Like Cyborg Poppins. Yeah. Yes. Sure. <laughs> like how awesome would that yes. be to see Mary Poppins in the distant future? Uh-huh. Or to have uh, Lord of the Rings in modern New York. Yeah. Like. That would be interesting. That all. Yeah. So yeah. that's yeah, slightly rebranding-ish, yeah. but a, yeah. a slight variation on it. I could see Gimli being like a mob lord. You know, wouldn't that <laughs> yeah. be something? Yeah, like a like a dwarf uh, yes. crime boss. Oh yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, that would be something. And then the last question was um, with Christmas right around the corner, mm-hmm. which again is why I was like, yeah, this episode is definitely coming out before Christmas. Yes, yeah, okay. Be- 
cause that conjuration. I was saying, all right, Christmas is right around the corner. Uh-huh. Back in the 80s, yeah. which again, a large uh, inspiration for the uh, the field of the podcast. Mm-hmm. There used to be a lot more holiday specials. Mm. You would see them sometimes around like Thanksgiving and Halloween and yeah. Valentine's, but oh, especially yeah. around Christmas, yeah. you would either get like uh, like the Christmas Inn wherever it is or like a very special Christmas edition of Blah mm-hmm. or like um, you get like the Christmas Spectaculars where you have like 30 people yes. all guest starring on the episode when uh-huh. they have like a five second cameo just walking by dropping off a present yes, and then leaving. Right. Yeah. So like that where uh-huh. you know like you have people showing up and doing uh, songs yeah. and yeah. like you, you just don't see as many of those things anymore. So true. Sometimes you get like the Christmas episodes of a thing. Yeah. Like I recently watched um, what was it? It was a, a like a Christmas episode of um, Ice Age. Mm. Oh, okay. Which, you know, it's like, yeah. all right, yeah, but like that's already meant for kids. Sure. There used to be Christmas specials that had nothing to do like with four kids. Yeah, sure. The the uh, most obvious example is the Star Wars holiday uh, yeah, special. That's exactly what I was thinking of. Yes. <laughs> Where it's like, this has nothing to do with the movies. Uh-huh. But you would still have like comedy bits and musical numbers, uh-huh. and it was Christmas adjacent because they weren't celebrating Christmas. Yes. It was uh, Wookiee Life Day, yeah. But still, like you, you just don't see those things anymore. Yes. I love Chewbacca's rendition of Santa Baby. <laughs> I love horny Grandpa Chewie uh, <laughs> watching the weird pseudo stripper in the hologram thing dude that movie is weird you know i've actually never seen it (sighs) it it, i i love and appreciate bad movies Uh it is painful to get through the star wars holiday special oh man oh yeah okay that's coming from me okay (laughs) i was gonna say it is a difficult that's a pretty low bar oh boy I mean, I, I still watch it once sure. every two or three years, okay. but it's it's hard to get through. Okay. So, yeah, like things like that where it's like what very special Christmas episode or, you know, very special Christmas rendition. The, uh, the example that I kept using during the interviews is, you know, like a Harry Potter Christmas, mm-hmm. not like the Christmas that you actually see in the movies, mm-hmm. but basically uh, Harry Potter meets the Grinch where Voldemort is like trying to steal Christmas mm-hmm. and then Ron and Hermione teach him the true meaning of Christmas. Okay. And, the joke that I keep making throughout the interviews is, and then his heart grows three sizes that day. And so does his nose. So (laughs) of course course it does because his heart is in his nose. Yes. So things like that. Okay. Those were the three questions that I asked. Um, Again, only had a chance to interview about four people, I think Mm. because day trips are hard to like enjoy con and also podcast and all yeah yeah uh so yeah we're, we're gonna play those uh those responses now and once again i did not send adam the files before we recorded so once again you, you're not gonna know what they've said <laughs> which is a shame you know because there are some great responses i think um there's a there's a ted talk by jj abrams where he talks about the mystery box Yes, I know. We've had this discussion. I'm not talking about Star Wars, though. I, I was just reading a thing about Star Wars like yeah. before you got here. Oh, well, okay. So he has this whole thing about the mystery box. And I, I'm, a, I'm a big J.J. Abrams fan. I like what he does. Uh, some people don't like his Star Wars stuff. I like his original stuff a lot, regardless of that. Anyway, sometimes the mystery is actually better than the thing itself. So I'm envisioning 
all of the people you talk to, all four of them, <laughs> and I can just see the joy that is coming off of their faces right now as they ponder these holiday specials and a little bit of anger yeah <laughs> a little bit of like dude what is wrong with you why do you ask these questions <laughs> so really quick <clears throat> here's my issue with jj abrams okay okay i think that he is a great director mm-hmm. like his movies look great i have at the very least really liked if not loved every movie that he has done I love the Star Wars reboot. I th- uh, I loved Force Awakens. Like he's really, really good. Mm-hmm. He just needs someone to say, "Dude, like, chill out a little bit." Like the whole mystery box thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when when there's an enigma, like that draws people in. Mm-hmm. If you give someone a question, they want to know what the answer is. Uh huh. If you give them the answer, they're just like, "Yeah, whatever. I don't, I don't care. Whatever." Yeah, yeah. He he's. He's somehow I must have been taking a lot of yoga because he has somehow inserted his head into his own rectum <laughs> to where like on the force awakens, he doesn't give you a mystery box. He mm-hmm. gives you 30 mystery boxes. I see the entire movie is, Hey, you want to know more about Ray? It's a mystery. Hey, you want to know more about like this giant Snoke hologram, dude? Mm-hmm. That's a mystery. Yes. You want to know whether or not Ben is like good or bad? That's a mystery. Mm-hmm. You want yeah. to know what actually happened like to, to Han? Like, is he really? That's a mystery. Yes. What happened to Luke? We're, we're going to spend the entire movie talking about him. You get five seconds of him at the end. What happened to him? It's a mystery. Yes. The entire. And I, I loved Force Awakens uh-huh. when I saw it. I still mm-hmm. absolutely love yeah. watching that movie. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's just like, dude, yeah. give like one or two mysteries yeah. so that you care enough to come back yeah. to like follow a story rather than what's going to happen in the next one. It could be any number yeah. of things because literally the entire movie is a mystery now. Or you could have a trilogy and bring in Ryan Johnson to go and kill all of your mysteries no. and just end them all. He, and then the you don't have any left. He didn't kill the mysteries. He actually provided some focus. It was like, hey, you know these 30 other mysteries yeah. that you're setting up? You don't need them. Who, who's Captain Phasma? It's a mystery. Okay, if she's not going to be that important in the trilogy, then get rid of her. Yeah, like, that's the thing about it. <clears throat> Last, yeah, Jedi, oh, Last oh, Jedi is the best Star Wars movie. Oh, look, Wars it's movie. Snoke. Oh, well, we're just going to kill him because he doesn't do anything. Uh-huh. Yeah. Think think back to the original trilogy. Let's leave it to these two bumbling think, idiots as the villains, and that will be it. Okay. Think, think about the original trilogy and think about what happened in the throne room with uh, the Emperor and Darth Vader and Luke. Like, that's the thing about Last Jedi that is so amazing is Ryan Johnson took all of the things that make Star Wars great and gave you that same feeling without straight up copying exactly what happened. So, like, in Force Awakens, it's, hey, we're, like, reboot, not rebooting, but we're giving the next one in the trilogy. How do we top the Death Star? A mega Death Star. All right, cool. How do we stop it? Blow it up. Cool. So, like, there's going to be new people in the Millennium Falcon with Han and Chewie. Fine. Like, all right. So, it. and again, I love The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. It... <laughs> It's the, it is a new hope 2.0. 
It is. I, I like how we always end up getting on the same <laughs> rant no matter what we're talking about. Conjuration is the place where we where we go back and forth about Star, Ryan Johnson. Star Wars is part of fantasy. The it Force is. is magic. Yes. In, in fact, based off of the last conversation that we had, yeah. where the Force is like a natural part, it's not scientific or man-made. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, yeah. totally counts as part of fantasy. It's, it's sci-fi fantasy, but it's still yeah. fantasy. Sure. Uh, yeah, so Last Jedi, it gives you all of those same feels. Because, like, how much did you see of the Emperor in the original trilogy? You saw the one hologram of him mm-hmm. when Vader's talking yeah. um, in, in Empire. And then in uh, Return of the Jedi, you get, like, one or two scenes. You get the one scene where he's walking onto the Death Star mm. and then that throne room scene. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Without all of the prequels, without all of the other stuff... You don't know anything about the Emperor. Mm-hmm. You actually know more about Snoke in Force Awakens and Last Jedi than you ever knew about the Emperor prior to the prequels. Sure, sure. I, I realize this is an unwinnable battle. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm just simply saying a trilogy is meant to last three movies. It's yeah, not huh? meant to have everything get destroyed in the second, and then you have to rebuild everything. No, but that's the thing. They didn't destroy everything. Oh, they they did. No. Oh, they did. No. They they it it is like a gardener. You have to trim off some of the what dead is ends. Left. You have to trim off the dead ends what so that the plant can flourish. Of everything. Where is the Knights of Ren? Oh, I don't know. Ryan Johnson doesn't care. Where is Snoke? Oh, See, he's dead. Why so is he dead? Because we just didn't want to do anything with him. Let's that, just create so a character and not finish it. That's the thing with the whole Knights of Ren. The entire thing in Force Awakens. Knights of Ren, Knights of Ren, Knights of yeah. Ren, Knights of Ren. Where are they in Force Awakens? They don't exist because it's a mystery. No, it's because Ryan Johnson didn't no. want to do anything with them. No. Yeah. No. no. That's what's going on. <laughs> it's because Ryan JJ. Johnson says, I don't care about this legacy. <laughs> I have, I'm have. i going to take this one movie and do whatever the fuck I want to with it, it. It's because JJ set up a mystery for no other reason than having a mystery. Or somebody of, is nope. terrible at solving mysteries. Yeah, that person is JJ Abrams. No, that person is Ryan Johnson. No, Ryan Johnson is, for my money, one of the best directors Ever. I absolutely adore him. I also knew what I was getting into going into it because like I've seen his movies and knew like he takes a very simple concept Mm -hmm. and then like puts his own unique spin on it. Yeah. And 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 I love that. And there there is still a ton of stuff left to do in Star Wars. He just trimmed off all of that excess crap that you don't need because it doesn't matter about Snoke. You're not following the story of Snoke. You're following the story of Ben Kenobi. Yeah. Not Ben Kenobi. Sorry. uh, Ben Solo. Yeah. So. Who cares? You have to get rid of Snoke because spoilers, by the way, like massive spoilers. <laughs> if for some reason you've not yeah. seen two of the biggest movies in the last few years. Yeah, I should have pressed that. You have to kill off Snoke because you killed off Han. Mm-hmm. So the only way that uh, that Ben is going to be able to complete his journey mm-hmm. and we understand what his arc is, is to get rid of the light side and the dark side pulling him in opposite directions. Mm. So now he no longer has a father. He no longer has a surrogate uh, Sith father. Both of those are gone. He is now on his own, left to his own. Wow, what is he going to do? That is a much more interesting story than here is this mega Sith, just the dude pulling all the puppet strings. Because then it's just like, all right, yeah, if they hadn't killed Snoke, then the entirety of uh, episode nine would have been, we have to kill Snoke. 
Mm-hmm. Which is why I hate that he is bringing back the emperor. Is because dude already got killed. Allegedly bringing back the emperor. Dude, allegedly. Fine. Allegedly. But if he brings back the emperor, it's mm-hmm. like, I, I don't want fan service. If I want to see the emperor... I'm going to go back and rewatch the prequels and sure. the original trilogy. Yes. For the record, Abrams does like to taunt and then to not. Again, he. Mystery. Yes. But the thing is with mysteries. Yes. He put a lot of mysteries in, but there's also three movies like he set things up to finish with a third movie. But when Ryan Johnson nope, and comes and take all these mysteries and he does what he wants to and ends them, there's no chance to see them play out. So it looks like there's just a bunch of chaos. Here's here's the thing about that. Uh-huh. And we really are going to be playing the <laughs> interviews in just like a minute. <laughs> here's the thing about that. In my own personal opinion, you have to be able to watch a movie and enjoy that movie. If the only way to enjoy a movie is part of a trilogy i don't love that like so so okay one of one of your favorite franchises yes. back to the future yes if you had not seen back to the future one mm-hmm. it is still possible to enjoy back to the future two because you get all of the information that you need yes back to the future three yeah fine it helps to have some backstory but it's a standalone in part because it's a completely different era but also at the end of Back to the Future 1, yeah, you get that little teaser of we have to go save your children. We have to go back to the future. Mm-hmm. So you get a teaser of there's going to be a next movie. Yeah. But the movie itself is resolved. Yeah. There is nothing that needs to happen in Back to the Future 2 mm-hmm. to understand Back to the Future 1. Yes. That's one of the issues. Okay. Like things like Lord of the Rings where like it's part of a bigger story and like it is built into. Yeah. Of course we have to split this out over multiple movies or Mm -hmm. Harry Potter because like it's from a different source material, Mm -hmm. slightly different, but you shouldn't watching force awakens. I shouldn't say, man, this is a great start of a movie. Now I can't wait to see the next one so that I can actually enjoy what I just saw. So we'll go ahead and end this conversation. <laughs> we will do a but, separate Star Wars series. And you are you are right to feel yes, the way I you am. do. I am right. But <laughs> I that's will where I'm say, cutting in the interviews. <laughs> if you cut it there. Oh. But for me, I don't see a movie to have a start and end in one single movie. I go to see a story. If that story is best told in three parts, then I I would much rather have a movie that has an arc that is played out over three parts and not three start, middle and end, start, middle and end, start, middle and ends. Because then you're you're destroying the potential of a long, elaborate story. True. Which is one of the things that makes Empire so great. Empire had so many like. But now what? Because you had uh, like you're invested in the characters. We're totally doing a Star Wars series. You're so invested in the characters that when you get to the end of Empire, you're like. I have to see what happens to finish out the story. Mm -hmm. That is different because there was a start in, um, in a new hope. And then when you get to empire, you're following the same characters. Like you are on a path with these characters. Uh What Abrams did with force awakens is I'm going to try to make empire where I'm going to create all of these open ended things for like 30 different characters 
and then you're going to have to follow all of them. Like if he had just left one or two mysteries, that would have been fine. But he he put so much into who is Ray's parents. Oh, my God, I don't care. That to me is not part of the story. Like I don't like I don't care. I don't care who her parents are because I'm done with the Skywalkers. But how could you not? I'm done. How could you? How can you take a main character and not care about what this character comes from? Even if it's nothing like what Ben Solo says. So with, uh, because (laughs) such a long tangent in a new hope, all that you know about Luke is he is a farm boy and his father died during the clone wars. And this crazy old wizard knew his father and that's it. Like, you don't know in a new hope who is Luke's dad. That's not part of the mystery. Yes, but that does become it, part of the it mystery. It becomes it, but and but you're, what but you know not, at Ray and you, you don't know told, her parents, and all of a sudden the second movie you find out what happens. But you're not told in a new hope, hey, we're gonna make this like entire overarching nine movie series about basically your lineage so like the fact that your dad quote-unquote died during the clone wars like that's a huge misdirection and like a major plot you're not told that it's just who was my father i was a great pilot he's dead you don't you don't need to know that because all that you need to know to follow luke's journey is he is essentially orphaned raised by his aunt and uncle alleged aunt and uncle no well uh adopted aunt and uncle Mm. Whatever they are. Yeah. Uh, the moisture farmers. Right. <laughs> All that you need to know about Luke is he is tired of being on the farm mm-hmm. and he loves his family, but you don't even get to know that much about them because then they're burnt to a crisp. Spoiler. His family does not matter. Yes. What matters is his path of fighting the Empire. There, There is no mystery of whether or not Vader was his dad. As opposed to Force Awakens, where the entire thing, who's raised parents, who's raised parents, who's raised parents, who's raised parents, who's raised parents. parents? I don't care. I do not care. Heartless. You're heartless. No, because I care about her journey, Mm -hmm. not about, but but who are my parents? Would you not argue, though, that her journey is also part of her self-discovery? Yeah, and that has has nothing to do with who her parents are. Oh, but it would. Because if you, not knowing who your parents are, would shape who you are no and wondering who they are finding out an answer would then shape who you are as well which is about character development which again plays into the main character no because her experiences are what's shaping who she is yeah by not having her parents yeah but that is what's shaping who she is yes and wondering who her parents are is also shaping who she is is. because because you only have a certain number of options either it's one of the main characters that we've already been introduced to she is either if if jj has his way which he will she is either a skywalker a solo so also still a skywalker uh kenobi or uh, a palpatine those are the only three options to make it a oh interesting like that's the only way to make a we're going to spread this out over an entire trilogy of who your parents are is to have it be one of those people because that's the only reason that it would matter enough for it to be that big of a mystery and all three of those options are stupid because if she was a solo 
and uh, they gave her up for adoption because they're just rehashing the exact same plot point of Luke and Leia, then that's stupid and it's been done before. And I don't, if I want to see that, I'll just rewatch the original trilogy. Or, Or she's a Kenobi, in which case Ben's got some splaining to do. Mm-hmm. because that goes against the whole Jedi order. Yeah, sure, the Jedi order is dead, and so maybe it was post-Jedi, but yes. still. Then you open up this whole other, well, wait a second. Now I care about, like, what was Ben's path? You don't need to keep rehashing the past. Or she's a Palpatine, because, ooh, wouldn't that be fascinating for her, for her to be the daughter of a Palpatine and have to overcome her dark side to be able to... Yeah, that could be interesting, but also I don't care because the emperor should already still be dead. Okay. Tell me this in like 30 (laughs) seconds. Yes. Why would it have to be any of those four? Because if it's not, then why are you spending three movies spacing out a mystery just to say, and it's this other person that now we have to spend like at least 20 minutes of this movie explaining who this person was so that you actually care about who this person was. Okay. I'll, we're, we're, we're not going to, we're not going to resolve this. So let's just, we we will do, we will do a star Wars series. We will get into this again and then we will still not resolve it. We, you know, you know what? I would love to have like a round table discussion, get like five or six of our star Wars friends and like really get into it. But we need to screen them first because I'm not going to have five Ryan Johnson (laughs) people in me. Because I'm sorry. It it would be a variety of opinions. Uh, yeah. in, in fact, most of them would probably be ganging up on me, not uh, you. That's how you like it. Though, it? <laughs> so that I can prove why I am right. Okay. All right. Enough Star Wars for now. <laughs> for now. Here are the interviews from Conjuration. And once we're uh, done with those, Adam and I will give our responses. So who, who am I talking to? Hi, I'm Brian from Draco and the Malfoys. And what do you do? I know what you do, because we've talked a few times, but for uh, the people out there listening who don't know who Draco and the Malfoys are. Uh, we sing songs about the Harry Potter stories from Draco Malfoy's perspective, so they're all really mean songs about Harry Potter. <laughs> I still love that, even though I know like every time that you talk about it, it just makes me giggle, because it's fun. Uh, how, how things been going? Great, great, great. Um, we've been playing uh, this fall. We've uh, started playing with a full band for the first time. We had been playing for years with uh, with the bass and drums on backing tracks that we played along to with our guitars and sang. Uh, but we got a full four-piece uh, rock and roll band now, and uh, the show is a lot better, <clears throat> way more fun. And uh, it's been a good time. So. so do all four of you dress like the Malfoys now? Like, do you have, uh, like, Narcissa and Lucius and... Oh, no, 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 that, that would be funny. Um, no, we're actually, like, a, a little bit less stringent about a Slytherin dress code than we had been, so... That's good. You know, you don't want to get too far into it. Still, still be who you are. Right, right, right. So, speaking of being who you are, uh, we were talking before I started recording about how the podcast is going through uh, some rebranding, changing from the Gargoyle podcast to Video Monsters podcast. So, in light of uh, Harry Potter and Conjuration, if you were to rebrand or reboot some fantasy world, what would you do? And that's, that it is a super open question. So, for example, I would reboot the Hobbit movies because I love the Lord of the Rings trilogy. The Hobbit ones... 
he could have done better or they could have just been like two movies or they're, they're still fine they're still fun but I would want those redone or you know like uh, like Mary Poppins did, did that really need to be redone you know things like that or, or it could even be a um, uh, a book series I could go on all day about things that don't need to be rebooted because man I feel like I'm reliving the 80s and I already did that once and it's out of control everything that comes out is something that already came out in the 80s enough with all the 80s reboots. Here's the thing about that. That was 30 years ago. No, it's about to be 2020. That was almost 40 years ago. Holy crap. So, you know, think about, like, the 2000s when the 60s were hip. That, God, that makes me feel old. Yeah. Well, here's something interesting. I, I like to think about this. From the time the Beatles played on the Ed Sullivan Show till the time Prince and the Revolution released Purple Rain, it was 64 in 84. Think about all the change in rock and roll and music from the time the 64 happened and all through the 70s and 80s and what happened in 84. And then think about like 1991 when Nirvana hit to now is way longer than that. And it hasn't changed all that much since then musically. You know, it's where we still... it didn't evolve like that did. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why I brought that up. But you just reminded me of that when you were talking about how long it's been since the 80s. Like, hmm, I haven't really come a long way. We're still here in the 80s. We're still doing the same crap. Some of that crap's fun. So, you don't want to reboot things from the 80s. Uh, but what would you reboot or redo or, like, maybe a movie that was... Uh, a book that was turned into a movie that... Uh, you wish they had done a slightly different job. Like, what would you, quote-unquote, reboot? Okay, here's what I'd like to see. This isn't exactly an answer to your question, but it's got me thinking. I would love to see a really well-done series, uh, you know, uh, series so you can get in deep um, on the Zelda games. I'd like to see that done really well. I could get into a fantasy of that. Do you think that would have to be um, like like an ongoing TV series or like a mini series, an eight-hour epic movie? I don't think you want to do a movie. I I don't know. I feel like you want to make it a series because the story can evolve. I feel like right now, doing things as a movie is almost does them injustice. And I think that's that is a problem maybe with the Lord of the Rings movies if it had been done as a a series it could have been done a lot better we could have really dug into all the scenes uh you know the the barrow downs could have been a huge arc that's just missing um and and when you're making something as a movie you get into these tropes like um so the 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 prancing pony in brie is like there's a power there it's a magical place because people are singing and they're enjoying each other's company and the Nazgul can't attack in there because of the power that's there it, it resides in the Shire too they have a problem there um, but they make the, they make the Prancing Pony out to be like the cantina at Star Wars because that's the thing that happens in movies and you lose a big part of the, what the, makes the Middle Earth magic and what that's all about and having the Nazgul be the ones who attack the inn is always a mistake when it's done it was a mistake in the animated one it was a mistake in the movies the Nazgul are not the ones who invade the inn at 
debris and, and destroy that room. Uh, it's Bill Fernie and the Southerner. That's very clear if you read carefully. So uh, I've got all kinds of problems there. <laughs> and that's just a little freaking part. Um, and we don't even get Tom Bombadil. So, um, so yeah, uh, I, I like develop. you know, the way technology is now and the way budgets are for, for shows that want people who want to do shows good um, I think it's so oh, it, it is almost always worthwhile to dig in and make something a series I'm excited about the Amazon doing the um, second age of Middle Earth I'm looking forward to what they do with that yeah I'm really looking forward to that one and I think that Zelda would be great because you know like so many fantasies are fantasy epics and even though there are some very epic things that do happen in Zelda like it's more of just you know like like one man on a journey, and it is much more um, it, it's a much more intimate story on a grander scale that uh, I, I think would work in ways where it's not just another repeat of all the other fantasy epics. Yeah, I think there's an opportunity for world building, and that is part of the fun about a fantasy. It, it, yeah, the characters are great too, but the the world that gets built around it, uh, you know. And I think, you know, Lord of the Rings started that way. It was started as a languages and the languages of the people. And then you needed the stories to, to, to tell in the language. So, um, okay, that's a tangent. Yeah, uh, I'm not going <laughs> to go this, this episode is nothing, or this uh, podcast is nothing but tangents. Um, all right. So, it, you know, the, the questions that I'm asking are all themed around some of this rebranding because that's what I do. I pick a theme and that's what I'm going with. Um, so it's funny that you mentioned the 80s because Video Monsters, the whole theme that we're going for is like an 80s video store. So um, if you could take any fantasy world or like any fantasy property, so again, Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter, whatever, and set it in a different time zone, or not d time zone, but time period, what would you set? So, you know, like Mary Poppins in uh, 3054. So, you know, like Space Poppins or... Um, Harry Potter and Knights of the Round Table sort of thing. So taking an established fantasy property in a different time period. Hmm. What I like about this is that all of these universes did exist in all of the time periods. So you can kind of dive in. You know, like with Fantastic Beasts, they've got, you know, the, the 20s or whatever um, happening in the same universe. Um Maybe a sci-fi Robin Hood would be fun. That'd be good. Um, would, would it be like modern era sci-fi? So like, you know, current science fiction? Or would it be like like f super futuristic, like ray guns rather than uh, bow and arrow type of... Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I would picture it. It's like, um, you know, let's just say it's Star Wars for the heck of it, so just for reference. And so there's... Um, you're waylaying imperial um, frigates and stealing like whatever they're transporting and like sharing it with the oppressed planets or whatever, something like that. Yeah, yeah, I could get behind that. And you know, Chewie does have his bowcaster, so yeah, Robin Hood would just have a uh, a laser bow. <laughs> yeah, he could have a laser bow. Oh, it has to be done now. Yeah. Has to be. Uh, all right. So I'm glad you went with Star Wars, the Star Wars related um, things, because last question, Conjuration, very, very close to Christmas. It's only what, like a little over a month away. <clears throat> Back in the 80s, because, of course, uh, you know, they used to do so many more of like the holiday themed 
episodes or holiday-themed specials off of movies. So, like, for instance, the Star Wars holiday special had nothing to do with the movies, but, like, there was that special episode, you know, the special... Yeah. yeah. Um, It was special. It's super special. So, again, if you were to take a, a fantasy property and do, like, a holiday special... What would you do? So, like, for example, if there was a Christmas episode of Harry Potter where Voldemort, essentially the Grinch, where Voldemort is, like, trying to steal Christmas and, you know, then Harry and Hermione teach him about the power of Christmas and then he comes in and has Christmas dinner with them. So it makes between, like, uh, the Grinch and Scrooge, but a Harry Potter very special Christmas episode kind of thing. Because they don't do stuff like that anymore. So, you know, what what holiday and what uh, fantasy would you do? All right. All right, a fear and loathing in Las Vegas, where, um, where Doctor Gonzo is going to Vegas to buy Christmas gifts for his attorney, <laughs> and the attorney is on the trip with him, and he's trying to get Christmas gifts covertly for him. In the meantime, the attorney is doing the same thing, and he's trying to get Christmas gifts uh, for Gonzo while. Uh, while while they're both, um, you know, tripping on whatever they've got in the so so would that be festive loathing in Las Vegas? <laughs> festive, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah, we keep we keep the F sound there. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> I love it. Uh, all right, Brian. Thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, where where do you want people to find you? Uh, EvilWizardRock.com. You can find Draco and the Mouthwise. I'm glad that you've not rebranded that because it's, well, first off, you know, it would take way too long to go through all of that, but uh, it's, it's, it's just perfect. Thank you very much. All right. Had a blast. Cheers, man. All right. So who am I talking to? My name's Scott Vaughn, and I sing with a band called the Blibbering Humdingers. That is a great name. <laughs> we have fun. We do goofy, geeky, wizard rock and nerd rock and... Filk and folk and Celtic. Filk? Filk is... Uh, I'm unfamiliar with Filk. Filk is an old fandom word. It, it basically describes the music of fandom. Oh. And there are actually Filk conventions <laughs> that are held as well, where a bunch of nerds get together and sing songs, many of them about fandom. Sure. Yep. <laughs> Sounds dirty. Uh, all right. So... We were talking before the uh, before we started recording that the podcast is currently going through some rebranding, going from the Gargoyle to Video Monsters. So, if you were to rebrand a uh, a fantasy property, what would you rebrand? And this is such an open question. Like, it could be rebooting something that already exists. It could be making uh, a movie out of a series that is only books. It could be making video games or uh, other sort of. Just basically, if you were to you know do some sort of reboot or rebranding of a fantasy world, what would you do? And again, super open question. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's what I do. Wow, that's that's a big question. Um, so for example, with uh, I, I don't know how much you were listening to when I was broadcasting with Brian. So um, Lord of the Rings, love the original trilogy. The Hobbit movies, not so good. good. They're okay. Yeah. So, you know, like, I would, I would redo those to where they're just not so rambling and you don't have an entire movie of just people running. Or, um, uh, let's, let's see, what would another one be? Um, RoboCop. 
you know, it's a bit more of that sci-fi horror-ish side of things. I love Paul Verhoeven's RoboCop, so I would do nothing to touch that. But the reboot was only mediocre, so I would actually reboot the reboot to be a bit more something. Does it have to be fantasy, or could it be sci-fi? Well, you know, since we're here at Conjuration, I like to lean towards fantasy, but it can totally be sci-fi. So, I, so I've got, in my mind, right, I'm thinking, like, Logan's Run, the original Logan's Run from early 70s with, uh, oh, God, what's his name? I can't remember who, who starred in it. They, there was a short-lived TV series as well. I would love to see the whole thing redone, but... It's more like a paranoia game. If you've ever played the paranoia RPG, yeah, make it more like that. Just uh, just redo the whole Logan's Run and more of a comedy than the serious. They tried to make it all serious, and it's like, no, <laughs> they need a paranoid computer that's trying to hunt them down and kill them. Yeah, I would set it in a Florida retirement village, and it would be Logan shambling, and he's just just kind of shuffling away. You can only get so far with that, though. <laughs> well, everyone's shuffling, Literally, though. So. Literally, you can only get so far with shambling. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> okay, so, um, uh, again, mentioned this before we started recording, but the, uh, the feel of the podcast with Video Monsters, 80s video store. So, if you could take any fantasy property and put it in a different time period what would you do? So, like, the example that I used was, like, Mary Poppins in the future. So, like, Space Poppins. Or, um, like, Harry Potter, but back in, like, the Knights of the Round Table. Or, um, uh, um, the, the Hobbit in New York. You know, things like that. Oh, God. These are hard questions. <laughs> and I try to make them so open-ended that they're just kind of easy questions where there's no wrong answers. <laughs> I'm not a screenwriter or a movie producer. I can barely write songs. Um, let's take... Let's look at uh, Discworld. Terry Pratchett. They've, they've done some... Uh, I think they're really TV movie adaptations of, of a few of those things like Hogfather and uh, Going Postal and something like that. That that could be equally as cool set in some kind of like distant future, like a Star Trek kind of setting. Sure. Or, oh, wait, or the far distant, like, like take Discworld and set it in a galaxy far, far away <laughs> in a long time ago. Sure. That would be really weird. <laughs> <laughs> You, know, you mentioning Star Trek, uh, I would like to see Star Trek, but like actually in old naval times. Really? And Didn't so they do an episode, not, not an episode where they go back, but like all of the things about Star Trek, but rather than it being space, just being, you know, sailors and pirates, and so like the holodeck would just be the bar where they all get drunk and do absinthe, and so like they're hallucinating the the things. That's pretty cool. I mean, there was a next gen episode because I can I can picture Worf in the you know the Napoleonic hat and everything. I think that was at the start of one of the movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. was that a movie thing? It was still pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, last question. All right. And I know that you heard part of this one because you chimed in. Back in the eighties, uh, movies and TV shows used to do a lot more holiday specials. 
You know, like it would get around Christmas time, and every movie would have like a holiday, a Christmas special with these characters that had nothing to do with the movies, nothing to do with canon, but they would still do a Christmas special, such as the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> exactly. Wookie creepy old grandpa day. It's weird scene in that movie. Uh, but yeah, so like they don't really do that anymore. You don't see as many of the holiday specials outside of the realm of what's actually going on. So, again, if you were to take a fantasy property and do a holiday special with it, what would you do? So, like, um, uh, like, like Chronicles of Narnia, Valentine's Day. Or the, the, the example that I used is uh, like Voldemort trying to steal Christmas, so kind of grinchy, and then Ron and Hermione have to like show him the true meaning of Christmas, and then his nose grows three times that day. You know, things like that. They, they obviously can be super silly. Beastmaster. <laughs> Do you remember Beastmaster? Who that, like Mark Singer or something was in that? Yeah. They could, you could pick any holiday. Christmas would be great to have a Beastmaster Christmas special. And the ferrets come out and like put things in kids' stockings because Santa Claus has been, you know, taken by some evil sorcerer or something. I would watch the crap out of that. Or there's another really, a much worse, there's B movies, but then there's C movies. What was this one called? Uh, oh my God! Wizard something. Never mind. Was it just was it just was it just the wizards or the wizards no, of Eastwick or no, not Ralph Bakshi, not um. Are you thinking about the Wiz with Fred Savage and the Power Glove? No, 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 no. no. Wizards of the Forgotten Kingdom. I'm unfamiliar with that one. Terrible, terrible eighties movie, like shot on videotape. Uh, that is right up my alley. I need to well, check that out. Yeah, yeah. Wizards of Wizards of the Lost Kingdom. Wizards of the Forbidden Kingdom. No, Wizards of the Lost Kingdom. That's it. You could do any holiday with that one as well, like a St. Patrick's Day <laughs> <laughs> special, where an army of leprechauns are marching on this uh, ancient city-state, and the wizards in this. Conan the Barbarian type character come out of nowhere and slay all the leprechauns? I don't know. That's that's sort of anti-St. Paddy's Day, but... <laughs> well, I, yeah, just pretend they're snakes. Okay. All right. That's good. Ooh, or maybe a giant snake is attacking the town, and they recruit an army of leprechauns to help them fight back. Or you could do a Chamber of Secrets and have... Um, have St. Patrick drive the basilisks out of Ireland. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it, it could work. It could work. No, it could. It's a terrible idea. <laughs> that didn't stop Wookiee Life Day from happening. <laughs> How many times have you watched that? Because I have watched it in its entirety, I think only once, and that was a slog to get through because I was forcing one of my friends to watch it, and... We're still friends. So I'm one of those people who saw it on TV, like when it first came out. Here I am, an eight-year-old kid, like, oh, my God, there's going to be a Star Wars Christmas. Oh, my God, Star Wars on TV. Oh, it's going to be so cool. And we watched it. And at the end, we were all like, what the f*** did we just watch? As an eight-year-old, I didn't know the word f***. 
but now I'm like, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at least we got Boba Fett out of it. There was Boba Fett and um, uh, Chewbacca's father watching Wookie porn. Yep. That was. <laughs> yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it a couple times since then on YouTube. Wookie porn. Yeah, don't you remember? There's this. No, no, no. Oh. You've watched Wookie porn a few times since then. Don't judge me. Some of my best friends are furries. <laughs> no judgment, just clarification. <laughs> I don't kink shame. I don't. <laughs> and you shouldn't. Everyone needs to be who they are. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is Scott, was it? Yes. Scott, this has been an absolute blast. Thank you so much. Where do you want people to find you? Uh, at blibberinghumdingers.com. Do you want to spell that? Sure. B-L-I-B-B-E-R-I-N-G-H-U-M-D-I-N-G-E-R-S dot com. This is like a spelling bee. Could you use that in a sentence? Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> Luna Lovegood likes blibbering humdingers. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Once again, thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Okay, I'm ready. All right. So who am I here talking to? Um, so I'm MC Ray. I'm the author of the Unveiled series. And what is the Unveiled series? Uh, t- t- tell me a little bit about that. So the Unveiled series is an epic fantasy novel. Um, it's about a, a elven uh, girl that lives behind a veil in a city. And um, through a series of events, the veil falls, leaving the city exposed. And in that, she rises to power. And so um, it comes with a lot of controversy. Obviously, she lives in a traditional society. But all in all, if you like adventure, you like, um, you like monsters, you like um, epic fantasy, you like... Um, and you like, oh, wow, am I stumbling? <laughs> you like magic and you like elves. This is a great book for you. All right. Sounds amazing. Uh, all right. So we were talking a little bit before I hit record about how uh, my podcast is going through some rebranding. Yes. Going from the Gargoyle podcast to Video Monsters podcast. And so my first question is if you could rebrand any fantasy franchise or fantasy series or even just like a, a single fantasy movie or book, just in any property. Uh, what would you rebrand? And this is a super open question. It could be rebooting something that exists. It could be a different version of what is already there. So like taking a movie, turning it, or taking a book, turning it into a movie. Um, Pretty open, but just something that already exists in the fantasy world. What would you like to see a slightly different version of it? Um, okay, so I have, I'm actually going to give you two answers to this question because the second one has kind of like been on my mind for a long time and has, has upset me, but I don't know if it necessarily fits this, into this question, but I want to mention it either way. Sure. So I'll go with the first one first. I would like to see the Chronicles of Narnia kind of be like better than what it was and kind of pitched or even like how the movies went um, just because like, they kind of seem like a repeat of like off of um, what... Uh, like the older movies that they had when they would try to make it kind of like yeah. cheaply. Um, Those old BBC ones. Yeah, yes. And so, um, and I also just think like it just had the potential to go so far. So I think like just like as far as like branding goes, I would like to see that rebrand and actually see like it, the potential come to life and like them actually do a great job on it. Um, but another series that I think, and I don't think it's necessarily, I, I mean, I, I guess you'd probably put it in fantasy, but it's superheroes. I guess you can, right? Yeah, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go with it. Thank you. Uh, but the Young Justice situation was just terrible um i think they had a great thing working i don't know what type of um things we have to go through but as far as the episodes that are streaming now on um on uh the the platform that they ha- that they're doing it now i think the dc platform um i feel like 
it, it doesn't correlate with the story that we all know as Young Justice. So I think that needs some rebranding just because it not only had the potential to go so far, but also it wasn't broken. So I think them trying to change the storyline and making it this whole different type of uh, pattern. Um, that's not necessarily distant from DC, but definitely distant from what Young Justice was. Mm -hmm. It's something that they should do. Um, and I think DC all, actually, to be really honest, DC all together is kind of like, I feel like sometimes they're trying to do Marvel's thing. Right. They're sometimes trying to do other things. I think they just kind of, I think I would honestly struggle and say, I know they're a great brand, but they could definitely do some rebranding as well. I think that it's really interesting that one of your answers was it needs to be something like a lot more different. What they did was too similar. Yeah. And the other one was they need to do something a lot more different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, no, sorry. What they need to do is a lot more similar. They're trying to stray exactly. too far. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Love that. I love how uh, that's both ends the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, because like rebranding doesn't necessarily mean like you, like you said like rebranding. I think sometimes people think like what I did was either. I think they probably correlated either to be like smaller than what I want to do, and when it, sometimes it could just be like I am all over the place. I need to center or focus, or I need to, or I so I was fixing something that wasn't broken. Let me continue to do what like I know to be to work for me. And so I think rebranding could have a few minutes, but I think we kind of always think like, you know what, like what I have right now is, is too simple. How can I make this? How can I stretch this into different departments and into different arenas? Um, and so like, yeah, I think my, I, I do. I, I thank you for mentioning that because that's a great way of thinking. But I think that's also like a great way of, of mentioning that like you can have all the accesses and all the money and still ruin something. And that's what I think DC did with Young Justice. It ended in 2016, FYI. <laughs> Even though it's still running. They ruin a few things. Yeah, they do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next question. Yeah. Um, the With the rebranding, uh, Video Monsters is you know kind of like an 80s video store vibe. Mm. It's primarily a movie podcast with very heavy leaning towards horror. Yeah. So if you could take any fantasy franchise and put it in a different time period. So for example, I, this is the, uh, one of the examples I've been using and I really like it. Mary Poppins in the future. Yes. So like Space Poppins okay. or um, uh, Ron and or you know Harry Potter back in Knights of the Round Table or um, Chronicles of Narnia in New York. Yeah. So you know either either a completely different setting or uh, or yeah just a different time period. Ooh, that's actually a really good question. And I also have two answers for this because I want to give the, this is my second one is something I'd really, really want to see. And I feel like they were going in that direction. So I'm going to give you two answers. I probably suck if you want to throw me out. Over a clip. More answers is great. Yes. Okay, so I would like to see like something like the, um, Aragon, like that series, like in, um, I think, like something more modern. Like just to see like how that would like, kind of like, like operate. I feel like we don't really get many series that, um, even though Harry Potter was kind of like in a, in a Harry Potter was in like the Wizarding World, so like dragons weren't like just flying around New York and things like that. Um, but I think that'd be a cool like something to be like, oh, we have dragons and there's like buildings and things like that, or or something like that, like or even like a, like um, a Game of Thrones, like in a more modern type of, of scene, like as far as like that. Because I feel like you kind of get the same essence and storyline, but you get to see it more correlating to what we um, do. But the series that I actually see in like right now, like as right now, and they're kind of going that direction with the next Avatar would, would be like. I would like an avatar that's like time has moved on and we're getting closer to like how we are now. That would be so awesome to see. Like Legend of Korra was kind of in like a, um, I think like 1900s maybe like would be like the closest thing just with like development of the automobile and all those things. I think it'd be really cool to see like all right here's the next avatar and Korra's gone and it's like hey you know like it's I'm in a car with my smartphone but I'm also <laughs> bending earth you know like that'd be like really cool. That's something else. So they use apps to bend? Yeah, they do. They're like, you know what? I'm not doing this. I'm over this. Or like on Tinder, like swiping this like a firebender like, or something like that. would be hilarious. And they just explode on the other yeah. end of the screen. Yeah, exactly. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. 
All right, so last question. Yes. Um, you know, with that 80s vibe, back in the 80s, there were a lot more holiday specials. Yes. You know, movies, TV shows, whatever. They would do just like this one-off, just big holiday special. Mm-hmm. The one that most people try to forget the most is the Star Wars holiday yes, special. Star Wars holiday. Had nothing to do with canon. Like, it, yes. nothing to do with anything. Yes. And it's terrible. And I love it. It actually failed, didn't it? Like, it was, like, terrible. Oh, yeah. No, it's like oh, it's horrible. Yeah. And it's not a classic. It's just terrible. You watch it because it's so bad. I know. Exactly. <laughs> but, sure. but, yeah, so they used to do a lot more holiday specials. That, yes. Like, that was a thing that I remember growing up in the 80s. Actually, yeah. And you don't get much of that. Yeah. So what would you like to see a holiday special of? The example that I've been using with the uh, other people I've been talking to, like a Harry Potter Christmas special. Where it's kind of like a mix between The Grinch and uh, Christmas Carol, where like Voldemort is trying to steal Christmas, yes. and Ron and Harry uh, invite him in, and you know, like show him the true meaning of Christmas, yes. and his nose grows three sizes that day. You oh. know, something like that, yeah, 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 to where yeah. it's just like, yay, now That's we're all friends. If it, like you should make that up. But actually, like that would be my answer. I would think uh, I'm probably gonna give another one just to be um, kosher and all that good stuff. But I definitely would like to see like what first came to mind was like, hey, let me. I would like to see a Harry Potter, um, a Harry Potter like holiday special, and that would be really cool. But if I had to give another one, I think I would do Hunger Games. Actually, like I think that'd be something cool to like to like theme and do all that and and, and do alongside that. I don't know how they'd make that work or what story they could tell. Would it still be Christmas, or would it be a different holiday? Ooh, I think I would still. Stick with Christmas. I don't know why I want to go with President Snow and want to make it like <laughs> I don't know why. Because Christmas is right around the corner. It's only like a month away. Exactly. So and then also like Snow. I don't know. I feel like they could make it work. Maybe he like I don't know. I don't, I don't have it. But that's what I'm going with. I'm gonna sure. keep. I'm, I'm gonna keep that answer. <laughs> um, but definitely you stole the first one, which was like I would love to see a Harry Potter Christmas special for sure. Yeah, any holiday special with Harry, with Harry Potter, they have just so much to work with. Yeah. Would be great. You know, like, I, I don't even know why I hadn't been talking about this with the other people, but yeah. you remember, like, uh, Pee Wee's uh, holiday special yeah. where they always have the with special guests and they list, like, 20 people yeah. and they just, like, walk on screen for, like, two seconds, they just, just hi, yeah. and they're gone, it's like, what the, the, yeah, that doesn't count. Yeah, so, exactly. like, I'm thinking, like, that kind of stuff where you have, like, yeah. the, with special guest star yeah. type of stuff. Exactly. <laughs> I think that would be, I think they would have a lot. To, I think, I just think Harry Potter would have more to work with that. I think that's what kind of, like, the premise of, like, specials, like, they're on there for two seconds or they come sing a song or they drop yeah. off a present and they leave or they come to a dance number. I I think it'd be cool with Harry Potter just because they have so much like so many awesome characters that have such different distinct like contributions to like the series like I think that'd be cool and then obviously we should just bring back holiday specials all together like like I feel like they could suck and people would watch them just because we haven't seen really any in such a long time I think the last time I saw when I was like a child like a kid kid and I remember like sitting on my parents floor like on their like like TV with the big backs that we don't even have anymore <laughs> and watching like specials. So I think that'd be something cool to just bring back anyway. Last year on the podcast, we did a holiday special, but you know, because eh, whatever, we're very, very small time. Yes. Uh, it wasn't so much special as just adequate. Yes. So it was a Christmas spectacular. Okay. <laughs> rather than a Christmas spectacle. Yes. Yeah. Or spectacular. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, spectacular ended up being like five hours long. Oh wow! Yeah, we had, we had a lot of guests. Okay, it was a little insane. They, and they were actually contributed, I'm assuming. Yeah. So that's good for yeah. five hours. And I thought they were just going to do like those specials, where it's yeah. like a five second thing. Yeah. No, we ended up doing like thirty minute segments with a lot of them. <laughs> Way too long. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's something apparently that I've been doing for a while now. So yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, where do you want people to find you? Follow you? All of those fun things. Where can they find your book? Um, 
etc. Same shameless self promotion. Oh, thank you. So you can buy my book on Amazon at Barnes and Nobles. Um, we also are in ebook and Kindle format. Um, you can follow me um, at Hovenel Ray. That's J O V E N E L R A Y on all platforms, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Um, the Unveiled series is the Unveiled series on all platforms as well. Same Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks for talking to me. <laughs> Hi there. How you doing? I'm good. How you doing? I am so great. Like, there's so many great people at Conjuration. They have about tapped me out of my greatness today, though. Like, because it's been, it's been about, I think it's been over eight hours on my feet. And that's awesome. Because I, I, I would have to say that I've spoken to so many people. And they're just amazing. Like, these fans are amazing out here. Aren't you on your feet 24 hours? Like, do you take your feet off at night? Is that, do I take my... I, you've been on your feet for eight hours. Like, I'm, I'm always on my feet. They, they permanently are attached to my... I'm, I'm holding my son. So you get lots of dad jokes right now. Dad jokes are awesome. I live by dad jokes, and uh, my kids are constantly rolling their eyes. But they know that if the dad joke, we don't laugh at the dad jokes, they just keep coming. So it's it's really almost like it's torture, and you can use it. Actually, it's a tool. <laughs> yeah, if they don't laugh, then you just make more jokes, and if they do laugh, that only encourages you. It's true, I, dude. Do you want to say hello? Yeah, you, you want to say hello? You're moving your mouth, but you're not talking. All right, so <clears throat> we, uh, we were talking before we started recording about how the podcast is going through some rebranding. Yes. So the theme of the questions this year are centering around some of the rebranding. So the first question that I have, if you could rebrand any fantasy series, oh, what would you rebrand? And this is like a super, super, super open question. Yeah. So it can be something like a book that has not been made into a movie yet, yeah, yeah, or yeah. Uh, a movie that you would like to see a video game, or a video game that you would like the novelization, or it could be rebooting something that already exists. So the one of the examples I keep using, love the Lord of the Rings movies. The Hobbit movies are okay. So I would want to redo the Hobbit movies. Or um, RoboCop, not the original, Paul Verhoeven RoboCop, because that movie is perfect. But the reboot of RoboCop, I would want that one to be rebooted, to be just a little bit grittier. So super, super, super open question. Yeah, it is open. Okay, so let's, let's walk through this. Okay, so a newer series that I would reboot, I don't even know if you can reboot it because it's in the middle of being made, is it's the Serafina book series. And it's not as well known, but there is like a middle school cult following. Sure. <laughs> so what does that what does that say about me? That, that's that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. If you want to know where the dad jokes are at, I'm in middle school. Sure. There's lots of farting jokes. Um, I think I would reboot it. So I don't think I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to ruin it or not. So Serafina can she finds that she has these powers to morph into an animal. There, I'll say it. An animal, but I'm not going to tell you what animal. Sure. So I would totally rebrand the sucker to be more of like an animal looking... Because right now it's this, these beautiful abstract pictures and it's um, it takes place in the Biltmore in Asheville, uh, South Carolina. Um, North Carolina. Whoops. Ooh. <laughs> so like, I didn't even know where it was at. Uh, it takes place at... It is Carolina. So it takes place in the Biltmore. So it, it has like a lot of historical look. It has this abstract look. 
if you can have those two together. Sure. So I would totally do the beast thing where I would just have like w just this beast thing to hint at like what she's at because I think people are like really they like animals and they're really into animals. Um, let's people see. People were super upset about the cats trailer because they didn't look animally enough animal. or they looked too it yeah it was a bad trailer no that's great though i love that word animally let's <laughs> let, let more things should be animally yes um so probably gosh i think i'm gonna get hit for this one i think star wars needs to be re like i think the brand yep not, not maybe not the newer stuff but i think the the okay the original we can do better with the original three i feel like we can do better so here's the thing, and uh, I don't care about getting pushback because I've already voiced very hot takes on the podcast before. The Last Jedi is the best Star Wars movie. For, for a while, it was like, ah, is it better than Empire? Yes, it is better than Empire. The only thing that has Empire in the running is nostalgia. Like, actually looking at the movies, Last Jedi, the best Star Wars movie, because it gives you Star Wars without giving you fan service. And it is perfect, and I love it. Maybe not perfect, but it is amazing. And uh, yeah, it is what Star Wars needed. And I'm not, I'm not looking forward to the Emperor coming back. That, that makes me sad. I, yeah, I'm really not either. I, I wish we would. I feel like we. I just want an end to it because I feel like yeah. at this point, I feel like I, I know people want more fandom. They want more because we're hungry, right? We just don't. We can't get enough. We want more Star Wars. But I'm ready to to end it, and then we just watch things and we relive stories. I'm ready for the story to be done. Um, that was the whole thing with The Last Jedi was you have to destroy the old to make room for the new. Like, get rid of fandom so that you can actually, like, have new stories rather than just telling the same Skywalker story over and over. And then the next movie is literally The Rise of Skywalker. So I got, yeah. We're done. Yeah, I think I'm ready to move on with that. It's, uh, But we could reboot it. We could make it more fun. We could, I think the original three, like you said, nostalgia. Uh, I, I love, like, those are my childhood. I mean, I guess, I guess they were my pre-childhood. Um, because they came out, they came, if you can have that, can you have a pre-childhood? Is that like you, you enjoyed things while in the womb? Um, wow, that's a conversation now, too. I don't even know where this is going. All I'm trying to limit some of my jokes because we are at a family-friendly, mostly family-friendly con. So I'm trying to not make some of the usual jokes. <laughs> there could be waterbed jokes is all I'm saying. But um, so I feel like... Those came out before me, but I was I was I was existing. I'm just ready for that the nostalgia. I think we could bump right. up the nostalgia. I think we could make them present them a little bit better to the new generation to make them like really excited about the original three instead of them wanting the newer stuff that's come out. I don't know. That's I think we could do better with that. But those are my two. Those are my two reboots. I, I can dig those. Uh, all right, so speaking of nostalgia, the whole feel of Video Monsters is like an 80s video store, you know, because that's what I grew up with. Not streaming. I grew up with going to the local video store and, and like, renting a VHS and watching it 12 times from the time that you rent it until tomorrow when you have to take it back because that's, that's what you do. Uh, so, yeah, we're going with sort of that uh, 80s video store vibe. So, if you could take a fantasy series and put it in a different time period. One of the examples that personally I've been enjoying, uh, Mary Poppins in the future, so yeah. Space Poppins, or um, Chronicles of Narnia goes to New York, or 
um, you, you know, just what, what fantasy world would you want to put in a different era or a completely different setting? Okay, so here's what I got for you. This totally popped in my head. Let's do this. So we have gremlins. Let's get Mogwai in the Victorian era. Uh-huh. And let's let's get some people dressed up in Victorian era clothing, ta- running around. I want some British accents, and I want Gizmo running around like with a British accent, like and, and like all the gremlins, like and and them having like tea and like throwing teacups at people and like let's do that. I think we can get some Monty Python in there. Right. Like I'm pretty sure that we can do all of these, and people have to be in era clothing. I'm I'm trying to think like what. Like what? I'm trying to think like the whole water situation because we wouldn't have had pools as much, right? That oh, we would had we would had issues. You would have like reflecting fountains, and yeah, we could have people running around in pantaloons and like all sorts of stuff. It'd be it'd be great. I think it'd be awesome. So like Louis the Fourteenth gets a mogwai, and he doesn't know what to do with it, and so it's just bandying about in the gardens, and it falls into the pond, and then gremlins destroy France. Yes, and I think it'd be great. Can you imagine the queen is in it, too? So we have the queen, and she, you know, gremlins are in there, and she's, like, ordering them to stop, and, like, she's, like, what if she's, like, the one person that can control them because she's the queen, and for sure. some reason, like, that's just what happens. I don't know. This no, they, they would take over the queen. Like, they would take over. Yeah. They, I'm pretty sure that she would have to say, Oi, what's all this then about, like, or something? And then it would just, there would just be, I'm not sure if my UK friends right now are happy with me right now. <laughs> But I know I'm going to say no they are not. But you don't know because I know I have other ones that are totally like now that I'm saying it and they're hearing this on the podcast they're like yes Victorian era gremlins we're all about it. So I I, I know I'm going to have I'm going to be split there. So if you get emails about that well don't don't send the good ones my way. Sure sure. Uh, all right so last question. The conjuration is only like a month till Christmas. It's right around the corner. And sticking with some of that 80s theme, the 80s used to have so many more holiday specials. You know, like Pee-wee's holiday special, where there were like 30 guests that were on there for like two seconds. Or like the Star Wars holiday special that had nothing to do with the actual movies. And like, that's just not a thing that we see much anymore. If there were to be a holiday special of, again, any fantasy property, what uh, what fantasy and uh, also what holiday? doesn't have to be Christmas. It's just that's when you typically would see those holiday specials right okay so any fantasy series so i'm gonna stick with christmas because that's fun um we're gonna go with Ooh, why is this the hardest one i feel like the other ones i was like yeah let's do the crazy thing this one i'm like uh all that's popping up is is, is into me is lord of the rings and i'm because i'm curious about we never really find out about Christmas. I mean, Narnia, we have Christmas. So I get Narnia with Christmas. We, we have that. That's easy. Lord of the Rings, I'm not sure about Christmas in there. So I'd be interested to know, like, what does an elf do? Like, a, they're immortal. Do they celebrate Christmas? Like, do they have traditions that they do? I'm sure the hobbits do. Like, they're very tradition-linked people. Um, but like, so, so are you going, like, with what is Christmas like? in Lord of the Rings because yeah. one of the things that I was thinking was um, like a, uh, a Harry Potter Christmas special where Voldemort is trying to steal Christmas and they invite him in and they show him the real spirit of Christmas 
and his heart grows, and so does his nose. So you know, like thing, like that's where I was going with it. But you okay. want like the actual, no. like what is Christmas in this in this realm? Okay, so I like that clarification because here we go. We're gonna go with Lord of the Rings. We're gonna stay with Christmas. We're gonna go with Gollum, and everyone's trying to make sure that Gollum like finds out the true meaning of Christmas, and like they're trying to like at the end, Gollum's crying because Gollum has his 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 precious, like it's a gift or it's his friends, and he's just all in tears and he's crying at the end it's going to be a claymation because it's got it's a christmas special it's a claymation so that's fun um and yeah so aragorn and like legolas and everyone's running around gimli they're trying to figure out how to show them the true meaning of christmas it has nothing to do with lord of the rings it's going to be beautiful because you're going to cry um there's going to be a child golem we don't know why but he has a child now because in the christmas special they have to have a kid that has a present and they all find they're going to have their hearts warmed he's going to vow never to want to harm anyone again until you know new year's <laughs> there's going to be a dwarf musical number dwarf musical number let's write that in because i feel like there would be some sort of dwarf musical number with snow and it would be all the dwarf ladies with that are have hairy beards and they're talking about uh hanging mistletoe in their beards yes that i don't know why but they do like i, I just feel like that's where they go right i, I love it I feel like that's where dwarves come from. So if they're hanging mistletoe in their beards, who do they expect to be kissing under their beards? Or is it that they expect someone to kiss them under their beard? <laughs> this is family friendly, right? <laughs> um, so I feel like dwarf... The podcast, not always. <laughs> I feel like dwarf culture is, is very alcohol dependent at times. Sure. So I don't think it really matters who's kissing. I, I feel like... I feel like it's generally other dwarves sure. because they are in a dwarf kingdom and that's who's around. But I, but I feel like, I feel like maybe they get frisky like sure. on Christmas. So, and maybe the Balrog shows up for like yeah. the, the, the bridge, you know, because, because of the bridge. Uh, but then like, he's also the bridge in the musical number. How did we leave the Balrog out of this? I feel like that is an integral part of Gollum discovering the true meaning of Christmas because it's part of the musical number and he comes up from the bridge and he's actually like one of those things where you're scared that he has like this big like terrible presence and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, he's singing and dancing and like you're like, what? Like he has mistletoe. He has everyone has mistletoe in this thing. I feel like Lord of the Rings, it's it's mistletoe everywhere. There, there's kissing and there's people using it as weapons. It's great. Why doesn't this exist? Um, because I, I don't have time to get around to filming it. I mean, come on. Like, it's it's there. Look for it. I will be an empty nester in, let's say, let's say eight years. So let's say it's 2019 now. So what is that? 227? Yes. Well, we'll start, start looking for it. Start looking for scripts. I'll have an email campaign, a social media campaign. I need everyone to get on board with this because it's not going to happen if we don't have that. Exactly. Speaking of email and social media, uh, we, we forgot to mention this at the beginning. Who are you? What do you do? And where do you want people to find you? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, so my name is Darren Fink. I'm the co-founder of Transfiguring Adoption. Uh, people can find us at transfiguringadoption.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the main social media pages. And you can find us. Uh, our, our handle is at transfigureadopt. It's T-R-A-N. S-F-I-G-U-R, adopt. 
So yeah, that's where they can find us on. And uh, yeah, if they want emails, they can go to our website and figure that out. Uh, oh, what do we do? Yeah. That's a good like the 30 second pitch of what right. do you do? Because they're about to do a thing and be even louder over there. Exactly. So we uh, are a nonprofit. We help foster and adoptive families by resourcing and giving a hoot about the parents so that they can help kids walk through trauma that they've been in. And I've talked to you every single year because I love what you do. I think it is absolutely amazing. So thank you for talking to me about stupid things once again. Absolutely, all the time. Thanks, you guys. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. See you next year. Man, I didn't expect the purple hippo answer. It's crazy. You and your purple hippos. <laughs> I love old Fluffy. <laughs> I don't think there's anything fluffy about a hippo in general. Well, it, you know, it's lardy. Yeah. Oh, lardy. Well, you know, like uh, uh, Gabriel Iglesias, <laughs> where he's like, I'm not fat, I'm fluffy. Sure. Yeah, yes. that, that works. Uh, yes, it does. Okay. All right. So, so the three questions. Uh, starting at the beginning, if you could rebrand something, what would you rebrand? Oh, gosh. This one I think I struggled with more than any of the other ones. So I, I have two answers. I know that's not really allowed, but I'm going to no, do it anyway. Uh, I'm going to pull Ryan Johnson and ruin everything. So first of all, um, <laughs> sorry, I had to you're, throw that in. You're there. the one bringing Star Wars back up. I for, I just talked about J.J. Abrams. But anyway, um, so <laughs> one thing that I, I always wondered, and you had a couple of iPhone games, but it's not the same. You didn't have like a full like large budget uh, video game of the hunger games. Uh And maybe it's because of, you know, the children killing each other and they just felt like that was not the right message for teens or whatever. But I feel like that legitimately would have made a really interesting, um, a really interesting video game because you have survival elements. You could do it structured as like an RPG type of thing. You could do it as just an action. You could do a first person. You could do a third person. I mean, you could really span from going to the Capitol. I mean, you could have like this random offshoot of like, you know, build your capital city and have like this whole Sim City type of thing. So there's sure. so many things you could do with that. Um, so that one hit me, but that one seems more like generic. Yeah. I thought something that would be really interesting. You'd have to reimagine this a little bit, but like think Force of the Hobbit, but think of it in steampunk. Yes. With like flying floating islands. Yes. And like big megatronic like dinosaur type of things. Yes. And you just have these clans of dwarves and there's just war and carnage. And then you have somebody with like this robotic laser eye who just like, yeah, it's just it would be crazy. Uh huh. I would love it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm totally on board with that. It, would, I, it doesn't have it would be just loosely based off the Hobbit. I'm sure like Gandalf would not be. I don't know what he'd be. An no, android, he, he would be uh, like the crazy old inventor. Like he's the one coming up oh, with man. all of the things. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. I could definitely see that. So, yeah. So that would be an interesting movie. Yes. I'm curious I, about. I'm so on board with that. Okay. I, I, no thoughts. Just someone make that movie, please. Yeah. You know who would be great at making that movie? Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson would do such a great job with that. Okay. I would. I would like a Ryan Johnson movie that's not in the middle of a trilogy. Watch all of his other movies, then. Yes, I, I. I will, and I think he's working on another Star Wars series that's not tied with anything where he's going to actually start and end it. Yeah, that's fine. I'll watch. That. So, so he's going to make a better version of Star Wars. Awesome. <laughs> sure. So <clears throat> we won't go into Mandalorian either. But man, one I've not had a chance to watch oh, it yet. Yeah. One of my answers, okay, 
is I would have Ryan Johnson redo The Force Awakens. Okay. okay. Did you just now come up with that, or were you plotting this the whole no. time just to get at me? I am doing this purely in response to <laughs> our, like, 30-minute sidetrack. Oh. Um, okay, I maybe I wouldn't have Ryan Johnson redo Force Awakens, but I would have him being, like, the creative lead. Nice. Uh, I would have him being the one in charge of the entire trilogy so that like it would actually be concise and make sense and care about the characters and be better. I see. Like The Last Jedi, okay. the best Star Wars movie. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm losing That's any good. listeners that I have. <laughs> uh so so yeah, that that would be one um the so the example that I kept using, like part of the reason that I used it during all the interviews is because I, I still hold to it. I want the Hobbit movies redone. Hmm. I, I love Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. but I just, I didn't, I didn't get that same feeling from the Hobbit movies. Yeah. And I understand they served a different purpose. Like when Tolkien wrote the Hobbit, he was writing a children's book yeah. and then he expanded it into Lord of the Rings and then he expanded it into literally everything else. Yeah. And the movies were doing it backwards where it's here's Lord of the Rings. That's mm. an epic, you yeah. know, high fantasy adventure. And then we're going to follow that up with, of course you then have to have that epic high fantasy adventure. Yeah. And, that's not really what I wanted. Like, I actually kind of wish that the Hobbit had been a little bit more, a little bit more lighthearted, not necessarily light, you know, mm. like to keep yeah. it in that same universe. It still had to be a little bit dark. Yeah. Like, um, I, I don't know if you remember the, like the old Ralph Bakshi, Lord of the Rings, uh, mm. rotoscoped movies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you know, like those weren't light movies. They were dark. Yeah. But they still had a little bit more of the, they got more at the heart of the book yeah. rather than let's make a second trilogy to continue on from this first trilogy, but as a prequel trilogy. Yeah. I just, yeah, yeah I agree. I think, so uh, there's two, there's two things I think went wrong with The Hobbit. One, I think for me, so when you look at Lord of the Rings, you look at like, there's these seven. They're from different things. There's clear animosities. They're working towards insurmountable odds in order to literally save the world that they are in. So high stakes. The Hobbit, you have 14 dwarves who just want their gold back. Yeah. You, and so I don't care if any of them get their gold back or not. I don't care if any of them live or die. I'm not getting their gold. Right. So. I'm already not invested with the characters. And then you have Bilbo, which is like, you know, kind of bumbling, whatever. So that's, you know, it, it's just it's a weaker story to begin with. But two, the movie specifically, it's hard for me to say if that was Peter Jackson or the fact that he picked up an hour and a, or a year and a half after pre planning had been done by an entirely different director. So who's at fault? I don't know. Is it the story? Is it Jackson? Well, I mean, it's probably both. But it, I think it's a little bit of both, but especially the fact that I, I think originally it was only slated to be a um, a two-movie mm. series. Okay. So the fact that they expanded it out into three, it's like, you didn't need to do that. Like, That's true. You if didn't. anything, it could have been a single movie. Yeah. Like, actually, what I wish that they had done is just made The Hobbit as a single movie because that is a contained story. I don't need a break in the middle of The Hobbit to be like, oh, what's going to happen next? Mm-hmm. 
No, like you're just on a journey. You just yeah. finish that journey. Mm-hmm. And then make more movies based on the other work. So like you do some of the uh, Cimmerillion stuff. You do some of the uh, things like explaining more of the history, kind of like what they're going to do with the Amazon series. So like things like that to where build a just broader Tolkien universe Mm -hmm. rather than trying to cram everything into a trilogy that doesn't need to exist. Yeah, I agree with you. So, I, yeah, I, I again, I know that's the example that I used during the uh, during the interviews, but I just, uh, yeah, yeah, that works. That works. It's, it's also hard to think of what else because I didn't really do much planning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. All right, what about the next question? If you could set a fantasy series in any other time period, what would it be? You know, I'm. Uh, I'm not known for my out of the box thinking. So a lot of these questions I struggle with. Sure. So, but for this one specifically, I was trying to think of something that, that I feel like could still connect, but have some relevancy. Uh, so I started thinking about, I naturally go to future. I, I'm, I'm like somebody who loves technology in general. So I'm like, okay, future setting would be interesting for most things. And then I started to think about ghostbusters. And I was like, <laughs> you know, what would it be like? If we took the future of Blade Runner and shoved the Ghostbusters in there, and then not only are they trying to, you know, make a living with ghosts, they're also trying to not like die right. from all of the hazards that are just around them. So then right. it becomes more of a just a survival from either starvation or just sheer gruesome death while you're trying to take care of ghosts that may or may not be wanted in their building. Sure. Yeah. So I think that could be interesting. Yeah, I, I could very easily see that, especially if rather than having replicants, you had ghosts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or like you had replicant Ghostbusters. That, or like the yeah. replicants held the ghosts like with traps in their stomach and they could just unleash them whenever they wanted to. Yeah. So like, yeah, like they were walking, talking traps because yeah. like that's something that always kind of bugged me when they trap these ghosts. Where do they go? Are they just like contained in this other universe? And if so, man, those those ghost traps like they are basically portals to alternate dimensions. And I want to see that movie for one. I want to see like the alternate ghost dimension. Oh man. I I want to see the ghostbusters from the perspective of the ghosts. Oh boy. That sounds terrifying. Yes. (laughs) And yep. Uh, yeah, that I I like that. I like that a lot. That'd be interesting. I've got a few answers. Okay. I, of course. So the examples that I used of Mary Poppins in the future, Obviously, I mean, come on. Obviously, yes. yes. How how could you not want to see like Mary Poppins in space and like trying to teach alien children how to <laughs> teach their father, you know, to be a better human yes. or to be a better alien, rather? Yes. I mean, or what dude, to do come with on. your fifth tentacle? Exactly. Uh, or when I talked about Lord of the Rings in like modern era New York, yeah, I didn't realize. Until like just before we started recording, like I, kn- I knew that those were my go-to examples because those were two of the ones that I used uh, during the interviews. That is such an eighties thing, like you know, with eighties movies, especially if they started being part of a series. Mm-hmm. You did one of two things, and if the series went on long enough, you did both of these things. You set it in New York, and you set it in space. <laughs> That's true. That which is why you have Leprechaun in space, yeah, oh, and yes. Leprechaun in the hood, yeah, and why you have Hellraiser in space, 
and Hellraiser in New York, and Friday the 13th in New York, and in space. You have Muppets, Take Manhattan, Mm -hmm. Muppets from space. (laughs) Just about every single series from the 80s either went to New York or space. That's very true. (laughs) So without even realizing it, I gave probably like the most 80s answers. But adding to those, I want to see Star Wars now. Like in the 2000s? Right. Because this is a long time ago. Yes. In a galaxy far, far away. Mm. I want to see what has happened to the Force now. Mm. Especially if like the force is the same thing as magic and like wizards are just force users. Like, Mm. you know, Hogwarts is basically the next Jedi Academy. Oh yeah. yeah. So like I, I would love to see some of that stuff in terms of what do Jedi look like now on earth with piercings and tattoos. Well, they had piercings and tattoos in different planets, but yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, like, uh, hmm. yeah, that's, that's the thing I'm interested in. That would be interesting. Especially like with all of their futuristic technology from a long time ago. <laughs> yes. Have they advanced maybe, or did they go through maybe, like a uh, dis- destruction phase? Oh, I'm sure they went through a destruction. Cause mm-hmm. like, that's a very cyclical thing yeah. is you have a rise of a civilization, then it falls and then rise, fall, rise, yeah. fall. But maybe rather than a death star, and rather than a mega Death Star, which is stupid. Like, God, even in The Force Awakens, they talk about how it is basically the exact same thing as the Death Star, but bigger. Like, it's so on the nose that he references how on the nose it is, but without actually taking any energy to make it better, whatever. Maybe when they realized it doesn't matter how big of a planet destroyer we have, they can just go in and destroy whatever planet destroyer we have. We need to destroy planets from the inside. And so like, that's where you start getting all of these hate groups. Like, you know, like the KKK is part of the Sith or at least a Sith controlled faction where rather than trying to blow up the world, they're trying to burn it from the inside. Hmm. That would be, that could get dark really quick. Yeah. But I know you like that. So that would be interesting. You know who'd be great at handling that movie? Uh, <laughs> Ryan Johnson? Or Darren Aronofsky. Oh, I was going to say Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of F-bombs. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's how they use the force. That's it. Be- because the Mythbusters have proven that uh, people who swear are actually like better at managing their emotions. Like it reduces your anger when you swear. Huh. Mythbusters have proved it. Okay. You have a high t- higher tolerance for pain when you're swearing. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's good to know. It's very good to know. <laughs> so those are two of the things. <laughs> I, I feel like I have more responses, um, but I almost feel like that should be its own episode <laughs> where we just go through all of the different potential uh, various time yeah, uh, time realms that things could be in. Oh, the uh, the other one that I uh, talk about in the interviews is I want to see Harry Potter in um, ye olde England. Mm. So like Harry at the Knights of the Round Table. <laughs> and I know that in Harry Potter they reference Merlin. Mm-hmm. So I'm not necessarily talking about like the Wizarding World back then, 
but like actually taking Harry Potter like stable and, boy Potter. Yeah. And piss bucket around. Yeah. 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 Or, or even doing like uh, Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's court where like somehow he gets zapped back in time mm. and then he has to manage in cause, because then he's a fish out of two waters. That's so true. He is a wizard who didn't know that he is a wizard. Now he is back in time trying to. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. That would be interesting. It could be fun. I still like mine better. Me too. <laughs> so, but yes. But mine aren't terrible. Yeah, no, but no. Not yeah, terrible. It, again, lots of things that it could come up with, yeah. but I'm yeah. I'm really curious about your third uh the the holiday special. Do, would, do you want me to go first? Let's hear yours first. <laughs> so, so, so think, that I can come about, up with mine. <laughs> okay. So think about this. Right? We take we take Back to the Future. Okay. Yes. So we think about Biff. No. Um, yes. So Biff has always has has always had a terrible Christmas. Like his his parents just never gave him anything. Uh, friends at school would taunt him because he didn't get anything, and his and his his you know all of their friends had all this stuff, and he had nothing. So he grew up with this bitter hatred of all things Christmas, specifically around gifts. Sure. So. He steals the time machine. Yes. And he goes back and he robs the wise men and takes away the gifts so that they never get to Christ to present their offerings. And so then, obviously, Marty and Doc, they realize that Christmas is no longer here and everything's gone. So they have to take the time machine back to back to zero zero AD and they have to go and correct all of these things but they accidentally leave something else behind and then you know Christ has like jeans or something I don't know sure yeah so it that that's the holiday special and it would be just as bad as all of the other holiday specials you can imagine in my mind there is an epic musical number with tiny baby Jesus <laughs> doing a kick-ass guitar solo yes. As part of a song that he was playing with Marty. Oh, man. I can see it. I can absolutely yes, kick over that amp. <laughs> like a, a, a little guitar shaped like a little cross. A, oh, man. And the priest could bring their rocks to go and try to stone the amp. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> Yes. Yes. But when they throw the stones, like they just turn into birds, yeah. like in Willow. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. yeah. So yes, that would be a terrible one. No, that would be an awesome yeah, one. But it, it would be awesome in its most terrible way. All right. <clears> so that right. that would be my holiday offering to all of our uh, three listeners. Today. So <laughs> the listeners we lost when I talked about Star Wars for so long. Uh, so again, the example that I used during all of the interviews was um, Voldemort trying to steal Christmas. Mm, yes, that one's kind of a given, yeah. especially because like it's so pardon the pun on the nose, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> on the slits. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but along with that, God, I, I I loved Darren's response, which you didn't hear, where it's basically um, Christmas in Middle Earth. But like just massive musical numbers. So you've got like the dwarves doing uh, like a big song and dance, and you know, like you've got the like the, the mega rockin' holiday special mm-hmm. with all of the Lord of the Rings people. Uh huh. <clears throat> what I would probably do though, it's a little bit of a cheat, but it also I feel like is you know 
the most me answer. Mm-hmm. Bill and Ted. Ah. They get in their time machine. Uh-huh. And, you know, like Rufus comes back and he explains, hey, yeah, like, sure, you saved humanity and all, but some dipwad went back and stole the gifts from Christ. Uh-huh. Eh, Doc and Marty are back there trying to fix it, but they, they need a little bit of help. Okay. And it's like, we're on it. And when they run into the, uh, the telephone booth, he's like, they're going to need a lot of help. Okay. And so the majority of the movie is like going into other fandoms. I see. So Bill and Ted go into Star Wars and they get Baby Yoda. And <laughs> because Baby Yoda and Baby Jesus need to have a duet. Oh, they do. And they go into uh, Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe and they get, um, I, I don't know all the minotaurs okay okay something uh-huh. and and so they're just going into all of these different fandoms and you know like picking up some of the more iconic characters mm-hmm. picking up some of the lesser known characters they go into uh the star wars holiday special and they get the cartoon version of boba fett mm-hmm. and like they're just going all over the place getting all these people and of course you know various Christmassy things happening throughout all of that of course and then all of it culminates with that epic battle slash musical number at the end of your movie. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's like a hidden sequel slash alternative timeline. And during all of this, as Biff starts to realize that he understands the true meaning of Christmas, his head explodes. <laughs> what does it explode from? I don't, I don't know. He's a worthless human being. Okay. Okay, sure. That's <laughs> okay. That might have taken a little too dark. The volume went up to eleven on Jesus' guitar. <laughs> exactly. They they pick up. Uh, um, um, dang it! Why am I drawing a blank on their name? Bill and Ted. No, with the uh, with the turning it up to eleven. Oh, oh my uh, god! Oh, uh, spinal tap. tap. Yeah, yes. I was like, oh my god! How can I not remember that? Yeah, they pick up spinal tap. They bring them back. So, like, it is just a massive anything that is a potential fandom bring them together for one giant musical number. Biff's head doesn't have to explode. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that would be that would be interesting. It'd probably just fade away. Yeah. Because that's what Biff always does. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that would be amazing. Yeah. <sighs> Again, I realize that's a little bit of a cheat in just saying all of the movies. <laughs> Uh, whatever. Yeah. Well, with Disney Plus, now you can. <laughs> exactly. They can go into half of all of media that's you've, ever been created. You've, you've got the Raptors from Jurassic World doing like a rock set number. <laughs> so, so blue is wearing, you know, like a blue nightgown, just super sequiny. And the other Raptors are wearing not blue. The Indominus Rex makes a special appearance. Yes. It's hard being Indominus on Christmas. Yeah. If by so bad, you mean the perfect movie. Yes. Then yes. I would, I would watch this 
oh man, would I watch it? I wouldn't expect it to be a good piece of fiction, (laughs) but I would watch it. You've got flaming Vader standing Uh, up from the funeral pyre, walking around like lighting all the advent candles just by touching them. Or he is the advent candle. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's light the Vader with our lava now. <laughs> you, you've got uh, uh, John Lovett's character, Hanukkah Harry from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> uh, well. You've got all of the Santas from every single anything with Santa doing like a, uh, a showgirls dance number. <laughs> like the Rockettes? Yes. Oh. A little higher, Santa. <laughs> Not too high. You don't want to see his candy cane. <laughs> yes, the jingle bells need to stay hidden. Don't you mean his snowballs? Good. Sure. <laughs> the chestnuts. <laughs> Vader can roast him. How is that not the perfect holiday movie? There's nothing greater. There's nothing greater than this movie. I wish, I wish this could be like a YouTube fandom thing. I mean, yeah. Oh man, that's uh, yeah. It it feels very much like the kind of thing that I would see on Robot Chicken. Yeah, it actually does. <laughs> and here's this other thing that has nothing to do with yeah. anything that you've been seeing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Robot Chicken. What a. What a delightful piece of pop culture that was. When I do my Star Wars marathon, uh-huh. I throw in the Robot Chicken uh, Star Wars episodes. Oh, I haven't seen those. Oh, they're good. Oh, I bet. Like like entire episodes where every bit is a Star Wars bit. Really? Yeah, it's good mm. stuff. Okay, I'll look forward to that. Yeah, I, I always forget about how much I love uh, Robot Chicken until I start watching it again. It's like, oh, this is still solid comedy. Yeah, some of it's a little bit dated. Some of it, you know, might be a little bit crass, but mm-hmm. it it does not feel like it used to be funny. Mm. Like, I, I wish that it was still a thing. It's amazing. All right. Uh, we should probably stop talking. Yeah. <laughs> before we go even more off the yes, rail. Before son, somebody goes <laughs> off on another tangent. And I'm not saying somebody's in, like, a stab at you. I mean, like, before anyone else goes on another <laughs> tangent. <laughs> I've already got so many people just yelling at their uh, headsets right now. <laughs> Uh, all right, Adam. Any final thoughts about Conjuration and or um, uh, you know, eighties video store fun things? I legitimately think that there is still a market for a video store. I just think we don't need one on every corner. Yeah, I think that experience, even if it's just the parents going in and making the kids go to something that's subpar. That's still worthwhile. Yeah, that honestly, okay, that might be more of an afterthought, but it's still something that I actively think of with owning all the movies that I do. Yeah. There's something so different about like having to look at things Mm -hmm. and like physically pick it up and like read the description, like, ah, maybe. And like you build a little stack of, Mm -hmm. all right, these are the maybes, these are the, and yeah. 
It's like you, you don't get the same thing with just scrolling. No, you know, well, and it's either not. It's either like super curated or there's some piece of identifiable information from you. And so they've already structured things that you may like. So you may actually have more success finding things, but there's something about just going out into the wild west of the drama section and just seeing what's there. Yeah. Especially because, you know, like back in the day, you could just walk through the aisles and just like just glance at things yeah. and wait for something to pop out at you. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that cover looks awesome. That's what I'm running. Yeah. Do you know anything about it? Don't care. Yeah. I'm running it entirely based off of the cover art. Yes. Which, like, yeah, you get some of that, again, like, scrolling, but I don't know. It's it's not the same. I don't. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. No, and I agree. Even okay. though, again, we're, we're recording in a room with a 4K TV. <laughs> uh, obviously, 4K is much superior quality yeah. than VHS. It is. There's something so nostalgic about putting a tape into a VCR and, like, hearing all of those sounds and gears and levers and uh, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast a couple of times, but um, I I watched with my friend and his kids uh, home alone on VHS Mm -hmm. a couple of Christmases ago was the first time that they saw home alone. Mm. They're only like eight, maybe, you know, old old enough to see it Mm -hmm. young enough that they hadn't seen it before. Yeah. And like watching them watch home alone on VHS was so much fun because like they had that same fun and excitement and they didn't care that it was lesser quality. They just enjoyed the movie. Mm -hmm. Then we also watched ET on Blu-ray and it looked way better, but still like watching those old movies with kids who get that same, Mm -hmm. like just joy of just like, this is magical. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow I feel like you lose that when you're just like scrolling through and you pick something on, on Netflix. It just, I don't know. There's something something real about mm. physical media. Yeah. I agree completely. Yeah. Yeah. So tangent. Yeah. Tangent none. Yeah. So, so last Jedi. Yes. No. <clears throat> no. <laughs> I do have my uh my seats already assigned and ready to go for the, the final. So I've already pre ordered my tickets. I'm ready. I, I would call the Christmas episode the last Christmas. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Good. <laughs> Because after that, it wouldn't be about Christmas. Mm. It'd be I don't I don't know. It'd be about something. It's raining. Oh, oh, that'll be fun. Yeah. So I think that's rain. Podcast world. Yeah. <laughs> the rain you can't hear. <laughs> More things you don't care about. Uh, all right, um, Adam. Where do you want people to follow your dog? So he uh, he has a following on Instagram. His, his name is Buster the Bearded. He has surpassed my wife and I in our following by about threefold. So not a joke either. No, not a joke. He Completely is he is the most serious. the most famous Instagram of anyone in our family, <laughs> and he uh, he regularly likes to make snide comments about my daughter who likes to harass him. She doesn't know any better. Sure, but she does just walk up there, squeal, and start slapping her hands against him. And <laughs> he's thirteen, so you know his hope of of living out his elder years in peace and quiet were shattered on November sixth of last year. Yep. Yes, and it will never be the same. <laughs> so Buster the Bearded, Instagram. <laughs> and if you enjoyed this episode, um, be sure to keep coming back, listening for more. Follow wherever you get your podcast, whether it be Stitcher or iTunes or, sorry, Apple Podcast or Google Podcasts. Wherever you get your podcasts, just search for uh, Video Monsters. And follow us on social media. Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram are all Video Monster Pod. 
Yep. All right. All right. That's been it for this episode of Video Monsters. I'm Nathan. I'm Adam. And remember, kids, uh, The Last Jedi is the best Star Wars movie. May death come swiftly to Ryan Johnson's career. No. I've not seen Knives Out yet, but man, I cannot wait to see that movie. Yes, maybe Knives Out needs to kill his career. No. See, here's the thing about Ryan Johnson. We're so, done. We're so done. He, he takes such a simple concept, but then gives it just enough of a twist to where there's such a unique style without it being completely unfamiliar. So, like with Brick, it is a simple noir movie. Like, it is a very straightforward film noir with high school kids in, like, you know, the 90s. Uh, Looper, simple time travel movie. It's been done to death. But the focus of Looper isn't about time travel. It's about how do you deal with the consequences of your own actions. And yes, I know most time travel movies deal with that, but like that is what Looper is about. To the point where when uh, uh, um, Bruce Willis is talking to Joseph Gordon-Levitt and they start having that conversation, he's like, look, we're not going to talk about any of that crap about her, you know, because it is purely this is the point of the movie. Um, with... Um, uh, the Brothers Bloom? Yes, I think it's Brothers Bloom. I think. Probably should have looked that up first. Uh, it is It is a classic fairy tale. Like, it even starts with Once Upon a Time, but rather than it being about, like, you know, chasing a, uh, a dragon to save a girl in a castle, it's about a couple of conmen and grifters. Like, it's just... He takes such simple stories. And makes them amazing. He took Star Wars... And he fixed it. You're just not saying anything to not engage in this, are you? <laughs> I, I've said my piece, and I'm happy with that being my last definitive statement. <sighs> the last Jedi is the best. Agreed. All right. Not Keep- your last statement. My last statement. <laughs> Keep coming back for more um, video silliness. We'll actually talk about Star Wars one day, and oh, that's man. the topic we were supposed to be talking about. We, You know when we do that, we're just going to spend half the time talking about how Harry Potter is just a complete ripoff of Star Wars, right? <laughs> and how Star Wars is just a complete ripoff of... Yeah. Yeah. We'll do it. <laughs> we're just not going to talk about Star Wars on those episodes. All right, bye. I would love to see, like... At what point in the podcast do they actually stop listening and drop off? Because I guarantee it's when we go into the Star Wars tangent for the 10th minute that that's just when we lose them all. Probably.